10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Doing it live. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, hello. Hello. Yeah. hello everybody and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Post Credits, our live show hosted on Podbean. How's wow. everyone doing out there and in here? Wow. Uh, <laughs> hey, by the sounds of E, he may be more tired than me even. I think E after nine o'clock is just perpetually tired. That's fair. Uh, no, I'm, I'm perpetually tired. It's just like a constant downward trend. I wake up tired and that's it's just downhill from there, just really. Always tired. And then you get recharged 50% and then more tired. Yeah. I think it like it's 50% each time, too. So it's just kind of like perpetually going down every single time I wake up. I mean, the fact that I'm in my 30s now, I think it's just like I'm kind of like an old battery in a phone. Like even after you pulled me out of the charger, I like. 10 minutes later, I'm at 60%. I'm, I stay there for like the rest of the day. You're like so you're like a Gen 1 iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> it's bloated. You might explode at any point. And what? Cause erosion <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> and yeah, like Chocolate says, he's like, I've been tired since 2002. I feel that. I feel it. Well, I think that might just be once he started having children, though. That's also fair. Yeah. Once you let demons spawn out into the world. <laughs> Your demon spawn specifically, not just like you found a bunch of. Yeah, if it's other people's demon spawn, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, you shouldn't be keeping them; they're not yours. <laughs> that was two K five. I've never seen a year put that way. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> Only for the NBA Jam games. <laughs> um. Cool, cool. So. I volunteer first since so I can, since you want to actually ask me about a specific thing so I can have a comprehensible answer right now. <laughs> Are you saying that you offer yourself as tribute? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So last week uh, you started playing Chrono Trigger. Yeah. And today, today I finished like it. Two hours before we started recording our other thing, like our main show, um, you finished it. So talk about that. All right. Chrono Trigger, uh, for clarification, I played the DS remake. Yes. With the weird anime ass cutscenes. Yeah. With the Dragon Ball ass cutscenes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, general thought, it's pretty good. Uh, definitely probably the best, like, traditional RPG I've played. Not like silly stuff like Earthbound and Undertale have. Like, just RPG ass RPG. Right. Uh, I have some issues with the middle of it. <laughs> but, um, like, I really like it. Mo almost every character is really enjoyable to have. Cronor uh, himself is very boring, but well, he's your stand-in. Yeah. But he's has no character <laughs> at all. So here's my biggest question. Did you, like, look up a guide for this, or did no. you just go in blind? I went in blind. So... What ending did you get? One. I think it said it was one. I got the good ending. Okay. So, like, you didn't, like, meet him in the future and then, like, die in, like, 45 minutes. What? 
<laughs> so that that's one of the things about that game with the multiple endings is like the last big boss you can just fast track to the last big boss but like a bunch of bad shit happens if you do um yeah so i don't know what that means relative to what i did i did like a bunch of stuff thinking i was doing stuff to get to the ending right so you can do i probably did all the side content and then did the ending so i think i got like the good ending Minus some things that, uh, like, so okay, I'm just gonna say, all right, spoilers for Chrono Trigger. Sure, anyone who hasn't seen, I'm 30, I'm gonna estimate 40 year old five ish minutes that I'll be talking about Chrono Trigger at least. Right. Um, so there's a boss, the boss Magus. I spared him and he joined my party, so that meant the frog character didn't get saved. Basically, he stays a frog forever. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I was cool with. That seemed fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I did that. I did, like, the reptile people village. I, like, 100% did every single thing they asked me to. Uh, That's one of my biggest issues, is to do that, you, like, climb up a mountain, climb down, go to a different time period, climb up the mountain, climb down, go to a different... And you keep doing that. And, like, I don't entirely mind the climbing up and climbing down, except there's three mandatory fights on that mountain and god it sucks every single time (laughs) and because i did that so many times i was just over leveled for everything in the rest of the game like really badly over leveled like nothing even stood a chance against me i think there's worse things to be though in that game because i mean that game if you just don't do the right things you can screw yourself over in the story honestly probably (laughs) i don't know if i did or didn't do the right things um but yeah so like i did all that and then everything else was easy i like i went to the super future and did um killed the robot in the future i found the rainbow's shell and saved the dad king man i guess king's more important than dad (laughs) Uh, well it counts on who you ask yeah um i figured out how to get the sunstone and did all that sunstone stuff you did a lot. I did. I did like every side content I found. I didn't ask every single villager for what they want, so I don't. So I, there's probably something I missed, <laughs> but I think I did the main stuff. And the only like character I didn't save, I guess, is Frog, and that's because I was like, Magus is all right because I learned his backstory from mm-hmm. the game. I'm still spoiling. I learned that he was the son of like the corrupted queen, so I was like, ah, I don't feel like killing him. <laughs> that seems kind of messed up. Yeah, but Frog Guy's cool. He is cool, but he gets to stay cool as Frog Guy. <laughs> and then speaking of cool, it's really fucking cool that, you can, that Chrono dies. Like I did not expect that from this RPG. <laughs> um, there's there's a reason why Chrono Trigger is considered to be one of the greatest RPGs of all time. Yeah, no, I see it playing it. Like my only thing is because it lets you do so much. It has an issue of being a suitable level for the for the player constant Mm -hmm. and you can't really fix that and some of that's on me maybe i should have done other stuff while climbing the mountain 50 times (laughs) instead of doing all of that for six hours (laughs) i mean to be fair that happens in rpgs sometimes yeah especially those old ones like i remember going through like the original final fantasy game like that game was super grindy yeah and uh, to put it in perspective, like how overleveled I was, I beat the final boss 
like all of the phases of the final boss in like 12-ish turns total. <laughs> That's pretty good. It was yeah, really, really easy. Yeah. And like the only time that I ever had to worry is like if the final boss did like a specific move and I didn't feel like healing the turn before. And even then I was like, oh, okay, I'll just use one of my 5 million items. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it is really cool. And I respect that it was like, yeah, let's just fucking kill the main character. Um, And then many RPGs would famously take that note later on. Yeah. Probably. With that whole sacrificing for the greater good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And actually, I actually got two endings technically. Because I almost beat the game without reviving Chrono. Just because <laughs> I thought that was going to be a story beat. Yeah. And I was at the end. I was like, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> so I went back. I like did a, I saved in a different slot and decided to save Chrono. Yeah. And did that ending. I was like, okay, this is neat. And I got the good-ish ending. You can get a really bad ending in that game in about two hours. Probably. Yeah. Um, I did that a lot as a kid. So I was like, this boss fight's so fucking hard. I don't get why it's right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you also did the same thing with uh, Final Fantasy X famously, too, where you're just like, no, 10 was some bullshit. Actually, Final <laughs> Fantasy X was some fucking bullshit. Also, Chuck Lobster was talking about it. He did say uh, that Chrono Trigger did the thing that Half-Life did later on for the narrative. I haven't played Half-Life. Would you agree, probably? Uh, yeah, yeah, it lets you characterize yourself into the main character. Yeah, it is also like the silent protagonist thing with uh, mm. like the the one thing that's kind of a fault for Half-Life also is it is a silent protagonist because it's meant to be like, you know, you're Gordon Freeman. Mm -hmm. But then they gave Gordon Freeman his own personality through other people talking about the deeds that he did. And it, yeah. yeah, see, that's kind of yeah. the issue with silent protagonists, especially nowadays when we're so narrative focused, because yeah. I think a big example of that is Link, where Link has a very defined personality in each of the games. But he's not allowed to talk. <laughs> yeah, I I would bet that the next main story one they do, he'll have a voice. I would bet maybe money on maybe. It. Uh, I think it's early adaptations of him having a voice with like non canonical stuff probably ruined it for Nintendo and didn't want to give him a voice. Well, Netflix is supposedly working on the animated series. Yeah, I don't know if that's still a thing. I know that was really yeah. early talks. I don't know if that's still a thing. Who knows? Um, yeah, if that's hearing thing, the rumors then... of it, but but uh. Anyway, so back to Chrono Trigger. Um, so yeah, I revived Chrono, got the good ending. Then I had to save at the final boss anyway. So I was like, let me just get the <laughs> ending where Chrono's still dead. Yeah. it's Which makes sense because I didn't do anything else but revive Chrono. But it was the same ending except Chrono's dead. Yeah. And in, at the end, they're like, hey, guys, let's revive Chrono. <laughs> <laughs> so... That was, that was like, I was like, okay, I'm glad I revived Chrono because that was a way better ending. Yeah. Also, it had the weird like anime cutscene after the credits, but it wasn't. It didn't make sense with the ending I got, because <laughs> like in that one, it had Frog turned back into a human and mm -hmm. like getting knighted. I was like, "Hang on, I did not do that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's just showing you what you could have seen." Yeah, yeah. I mean they kind of did that with some other games too. That happened with uh, Dragon Age because there was. Uh, I didn't realize that it's possible to give your companions gifts until way too late in the game right and so there's things that i should have been able to do that i wasn't able to do and it just like said like oh yeah like this happened after your death at the end of that game so mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to go back and replay dragon age at some point in time when i have 50 hours to play the game yeah. but uh <laughs> i don't yeah. not like that game <laughs> and then so something i, I really will give props to Kodra, it does really make you feel like your choices mattered a lot they do actually yeah, like there's one 
or two like instances where I was like, I felt like that did no impact. In like, I did a side quest where I let the robot go back to 600 AD and was like, okay, go plant trees, and then grabbed him. And I was like, whoa, you there's a time portal and you could save your mom, Luca. And I I decided to save there too. And I saved the mom. And then it's just like, she's there. Well, I don't, not her specifically, her, her leg got broken. So like I saved her and her legs were fine. And I was rewarded by, she could stand up. <laughs> and in, and I checked the other one and like, it's just, oh, okay. Uh, I, that doesn't seem to impact anything. Cause like, I don't know. That seems like a big thing that would change an entire character. You would think. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure the fictional lady is glad that her fictional legs work now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I kept that in the ending I went for anyways. But it was just kind of like, uh, like there's a couple instances like that where I'm like, I don't feel like what I did actually mattered. Um, but it's pretty good for the most part. Yeah. And then Shock Lobster is asking in the chat, did you figure out to leave the armor alone until you could collect it in a later era? Uh, I did that a lot of them. Sometimes I was just like, ah, I'm just going <laughs> to grab it. Because, like, I don't know, it's kind of weird because sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. So I never really felt like experimenting each time. Right. Because, like, the mountain was a big one where, like, I noticed there were treasure chests in, like, the two eras that mountain's on. And they, they were just different items entirely on each mountain. I was like, how does that make any sense? <laughs> so, I don't know. Also... Actually, my the armor set I got also was just very broken, and I don't think the game expected me to have like the thing because I had the the haste helmet so I could do my attacks faster, and then I had things that just made magic not affect me at all. I just took zero damage from it. Good. And then I had uh I had like an accessory that just gave me critical hits and also a fifty percent uh counter rate, but that counter rate also could crit. So, like, I had characters doing, like, a thousand damage. <laughs> it sounds like you played the game right. I, yeah. I guess, but, like, I, it just <laughs> removed any, like, semblance of, like... that. My issue with that is when a game lets me do that, just the rest of the game is just laughably easy. Mm. And there's, like, story stuff to do in Chrono Trigger, so it's not as bad, but, like, when I'm at the final boss, and character's like, okay, this is the big shit, here we go, and then I fucking just curb stomp him. I just, there's no sense of, like, dread that I was supposed to feel fair that's fair that's fair like i and again like i had like when i ended the game i had like 40 items that could just basically instantly heal me and make it easy and even easier so you did good then i i guess <laughs> but like i don't know also it's... alcoholism is being talked about in the chat yeah, yeah. there's a lot of talk about alcoholism <laughs> yeah, that's fine <laughs> which started with kari's wine collection <laughs> or not wine collection, the wines that she got oh, recently. And that went off into a, a side conversation about alcoholism. Fun. Yeah. It sounds like the yeah. chat's having a great time. Yeah. yeah. Quirk, um, yeah. Ultimately, Chrono Trigger's cool. I will eventually try Chrono Cross. I have that game. I mean, I could have it too. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm um, saying if you want to try it, like you can borrow it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Is it on DS only or is it on? It's like, on PlayStation. Uh, yeah. Oh, is it only on PlayStation? PlayStation 1. Then mm -hmm. I cannot play it. <laughs> so I guess I won't try. Uh, it doesn't read. Uh, I have the one I had that would have read a PlayStation 1 disc, I think, crapped out on me. I Everything don't... plays PlayStation 1. Oh, is including it Xbox. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, actually. Okay, one. well, maybe sometime. No, all PS3s play PlayStation 1, though. I only some are backwards to compatible to PS2. 
RPGs on a console console are very hard for me to keep playing, though, I will say. Because you have to concentrate on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pull down digital on PS4. I do not have a PS4. I don't. Okay, here's <laughs> here's the consoles I have. I have a PlayStation 3 because I just from my family and then just the Nintendo consoles like I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't have an Xbox. I don't have a. I have only the PlayStation 3. And even then, it's kind of whatever. Like if I technically have it or not, <laughs> you might be able to get it on PS3 legally. Yeah, like it might be, <laughs> it might be on the PSN store. Yeah, yeah. so maybe I'll check. I don't know, but like worst case scenario, I have the discs. Yeah, I'll I'm probably gonna wait though because it's a big. I game. played two back to back RPGs. Like, yeah, I've never played Chrono uh, Cross at all, but from what I understand, it's fucking gigantic. Probably. Um, and from the little that Robbie's touched, it seems like a monumental feat that you would really need to carve out some time to yeah. really play. Yeah, like um. I, I put a lot of hours in that game, and apparently I didn't even get to, like, the third act, even. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's that's my issue. Like, and the crazy thing is, like, that's a two-disc game. I have The Legend <laughs> of Dragoon, and that's a four-disc game. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get through that game when I finally take the time for it, because apparently that game is fucking long. People uh, love it. Yeah. Shock but Lover. I heard it's really good, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shock Lover says that they liked Cross, but it felt dis distinguished from trigger it has its own personality it does so yeah there's a shit ton to do yeah so like chrono trigger is time travel and like things that you change through time travel Mm -hmm. and like chrono cross is like a weird time like almost like alternate timelines so like how the game starts off is like you're in this village and everybody's happy and everything and then you start you talk to this girl that you're falling in love with (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) and then you talk to this girl that like you're falling in love with and they talk about whenever you you were this young kid like whenever you were seven i think is what it was and um the ocean tide dragged you out and you almost drowned or you ended up almost drowning, but you were saved. And then you uh, end up waking up in an alternate timeline where you did drown and like how everything changed because you died as a child. How do you wake up in a timeline? You're dead. I guess I'll have to play the game. And get it out. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get far enough to explain how he yeah, no, uh, it's wakes fine. up in that. Alternate I get what timeline. you're saying, though. but yeah, like um... apparently there's more alternate timelines and I was just in that one. Uh, that's kind of, I get why they didn't do the time travel thing again, because I don't want to imagine the madness that is making sure everything works properly in that. Yeah, that kind of makes me sad that it's not like timeline stuff, because it's really fun to be like, hey, what if I do this in the past and seeing what it does in the future? Yeah. And then sometimes I learned out it was good for story reasons, too. (laughs) Like I was like, oh, hey, there's this greedy asshole. What if in the past I give his grandmother some jerky for free? And she's like, oh, I'm going to teach my family to be nice and not greedy. <laughs> and then later I learned, oh, okay, I could just take the sunstone from him now. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Shaw says there's a skeletal clown you can get for a party member. Okay, you sold me. <laughs> that is a good selling point. Actually, that, that's that the opposite of a selling point for most people. <laughs> I guess that's another thing I should say with Chrono. I loved all the characters, but at the end, I felt like there wasn't a reason to keep switching out my party. I think that happens with a lot of RPGs, honestly. Yeah, yeah. everybody gets their favorites when it comes to RPGs like that. Yeah. <laughs> Shadow says, fuck the people who don't want a skeletal clown. I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know how, you, like, it is a thing. Like, how do you remedy that, though? Like, because I, I'm a positive that there's another person who probably went with the exact opposite party I did. Right. Because like, like, I was like, oh, cool. I can do uh, the strongest character, Arla, a healer, Marl, and then Luca's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the way that like most RPGs end up, quote unquote, remedying it, which is I hate the way this is the way I hate when they do it, 
is they just take party members away from you for a really long ass time mm-hmm. because then you are forced to build up those other party members and use them. But then it comes to the point where you get the other characters back and you're like, okay, well, do I use this old character now? Or like, yeah. what do I do? And then that's usually in the RPG point because a lot of RPGs do that where I'm like, well, not going to play this anymore. Then. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I'm down with that if it does a thing where you actually can still be the other character. So like if you split up, but then you're split up. So yeah. you have two yeah. parties, basically. Yeah. Which that would also work too, especially if you need like certain characters to do certain things. Oh, yeah. And it like that makes the most sense to have these large parties and the way I have to keep switching them out. Yeah. Yeah. Shock Lobster says that they never had a static party and was cycling out to find all the team techs. I did a lot of that, but at a point I realized a lot of the team techs accomplished the same thing. It's just a different element. And when you get towards the late game, the game's like, well, we can't keep throwing these elemental characters because this is a point where the player knows who they want to be, basically. Right. Yeah. So, like, I got to that point, and I was like, okay, I just have my party of three. And then the game's... I mean, I had, like, two two elements and then just buff character at that <laughs> point. So that's basically all you need to do. Though they did do a cool thing with the final boss. um, Because she was like... Or the final boss does this thing where it cycles through every boss you played before. Yes. I hated this because I can't remember what every single boss's elemental weakness was. So I had a part where instead of just switching my character, I was like, fuck you. I'm going to get this 100 damage at a time. (laughs) (laughs) And I was wasting all of my most powerful attacks to do 100 damage because if I just attacked, it did 20. That sounds like a you solution to this. <laughs> and then uh, Chocolate says Arla was almost always in for stealing. T- Arla is the best character in that game, I think. It's been a long time, so I don't remember any of the characters' names really. Yeah, that's she's the definitely cave something woman. to get back into. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. She like she's just the best. Like she doesn't have magic. Jeez, that's <laughs> <laughs> voice crack. She doesn't have magic, but she always has a tech that combines it with the other character's magic. So there's not like a reason not to use her, in my opinion. Right. Unless. And then if you're like me and just give her speed, like super crazy armor where she can just attack twice as fast, does random crits for twice as damage, and then also counters for twice damage sometimes, it's pretty. she's a pretty good character. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. really glad you liked it, though. Yeah. I did, yeah, like, I definitely see why people love it so much. I probably... a top 10 rpg maybe top five i don't know wow i'd have to really look into it but like i think some like really a lot of my grievances is it's just a traditional rpg regarding story beats sure but it does it in such a cool way that it really like goes back because like i think like the best traditional rpg for a long time for me was a bravely default but i think i might put this above bravely default i never i never put much time past the demo in bravely default and i just remember thinking like this just feels like an old ass square rpg and that was just not my thing it is but i think it has the best job system of any square rpg and that's what got me through it you do like jobs (laughs) and then also like the story was fairly cool i was super pissed when they were like hey we're gonna just make you redo it like five times and i was like fuck you i looked online (laughs) found out you could just break the sequence apparently got the bad ending i like that ending i don't know why it's called bad and never played the game again. <laughs> Someone just like I like talked to college in my college with one guy. I was like, "Yeah, I beat like Bravey Default, but I did the shortcut." And they were like, 
no, that gives you the bad ending. I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? That was a good ending. Huh. But yeah, it, it's very fun to play. I think the job system combined with the uh, default thing where you can like stack up attacks. Right, that part's cool. Yeah, I think most RPGs should have that. It's a cool concept. Um, I yeah. think for like that being kind of the thing, it's too simplistic, I think. Like, or maybe it's maybe the deceptive part about it is that it's deceptively simple. I would say I think it's deceptively simple because, like, it's a really good uh, risk and reward system. Right. Yeah. Like, I think it is the best risk and reward system you can give a traditional RPG. Also, Shocklop has said anything revol- involving a law ring a bell is a perv made him cringe and degraded story experience. I would agree, but Japan. So I like. <laughs> I just, I just have to be like, yep, Japanese has this weird thing where they think being perverted is funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're kind of into that, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. It's like half of their thing. I I mean, I'm going to argue America's kind of does the same thing, too, though. Yes, but we just do it in a different way. Yeah, we, we perv in a different way that's not on, like, schoolgirls. Uh, <laughs> Japan is, like, real into perving on schoolgirls. And tentacles. Yes. Yeah, so just so you're not allowed to have genitalia in their porn in japan but what yeah. if you just have something that looks real similar to genitalia that's why it's tentacles <laughs> yeah <laughs> not by me i don't give cultural relative i'm not forgiving him like i would love if ring a bell was not just a pervert i'm just saying like i'm just like whatever fine japan's <laughs> japan get out of there and then like care at least the characters in bravely default are like what is wrong with you go go away <laughs> <laughs> And I think it's you're kind of looking at it the same way that I look at like Robert Heinlein novels, because like Robert Heinlein was a guy who fought in World War One and then ended up writing a bunch of sci-fi novels and is considered to be like the grand or one of the grandfathers of sci-fi. But his romance is it's just bad. And there's like a lot of like almost spousal abuse in there. Ever like every single time a girl like talks down to his protagonist, like the protagonist says, like, you talk to me like that again, I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna bend you over my knee and paddle you. Also a weird, yeah, per thing I think. Maybe, <laughs> but like it was less. Oh, of, no, it was less of a sexual thing and more of like a discipline thing. Like he was going to discipline them like a child, and yeah. so like I just had to like look past that and be like, like it's from a different time. It he sucks at romance. I'm just going to look past this and just like concentrate on something else in the novel. Yeah, uh, Chuck Lobster says, they yeah, it's the game, so they dealt with it, but it did need to call out. Yes, yeah, I think it is 100 fine to do that anytime that happens is like any anime i i literally do the thing i do it for america when i just call out gross sex scenes all the time <laughs> that are not needed whatsoever do it for america yeah so like i that's what i just said fine i i agree that it should be called out yes okay so yeah chrono trigger very good um then i beat astro boy a mega factor Funnily enough, also has to do with time travel. It does. Did like that pay off at all, or was that just like a weird gimmick to get you to play it again? Uh, no, I think it kind of paid off pretty well because if you do like certain things with the time travel, it gives you like secret areas. Oh, okay. so it's kind of fun. I think the things it wants you to do are so weirdly specific that I ha- don't know how anyone did it without a guide, <laughs> but they're fun. Also, I just want to say. Um, when we started talking about Astro Boy, yeah, uh, was the week where we watched August Rush. Uh huh. The kid in August Rush, I forget the actor's name, 
did the voice for Astro Boy what? in the movie. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's also when Liz started watching The Good Doctor again. And I just want, I just, something in the universe is making this kid be relevant in my life and I want to punch someone. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, um, you see him in a movie and you're like, God damn it. Yeah. So basically, how the time travel works is first it makes you play the game again, but you have all your like upgrades. I I wish that the game wasn't so hard anyways, even with all the upgrades, but I think it's really cool when a game is able to do that in a good way. And I think this almost does it enough where I'll forgive it. <laughs> almost. Yeah. Like, <laughs> tone down the enemies. Let me have my checkpoints, please. It, like, each level's, like, divided in segments, basically. Mm-hmm. And the first time you play, you get checkpoints in the segments. Not the second time. You just have to restart each segment. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. So, uh, game company back in 2004. <laughs> but, um, like, it's cool doing that. And you can, like, I think I told you, like, I upgraded my sensor thing first. Right. That only works in the second uh, playthrough. And it just tells you if there's someone you missed, basically. Oh. I think it works fine, honestly. That's weird, though. I mean, it's really easy to miss some characters in this game. Okay. Like, sometimes it's annoying. There's one character who's literally invisible and you have to punch them. What? (laughs) It's just like one of those Simon's Quest things, like you said, didn't know it? Yeah. Huh. Okay. And like, one character's just hidden in a trash can, and there's no other time you would ever punch a trash can, but... Well, that's, I think that is a game development mistake. You should want to punch every trash can in every video game. <laughs> but, like, yeah, that was there. Um, and then you basically are put on, like, a fetch quest to figure out how to find the ending of the game. I huh. found out most of it. I got stuck on one where, like, a character told me to go to Antarctica, which is one of the stages. And then I didn't realize I had to play, like, half that stage <laughs> to find the part I needed. <laughs> But basically, it'll be like, you go there, and then a character will be like, hey, I talked to this character, and he said this thing. So you find that character. And eventually... It's like a strangely ambitious Game Boy Advance. It is. Like, also, like, that's why I think I like it so much, is it did a lot of stuff that I did not expect from Astro Boy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) And also, to be fair, I think it's kind of an RPG thing. Like, a good example is, once again, the first Final Fantasy game. There's something... That, like, in order to actually progress in the main storyline, you have to be able to find it. Well, and here's yeah, the th- that I was going to say, uh, it, what I was about to say with what Chocolate was saying is that Final Fantasy games made him uh, pathological about checking every trash can or grandfather clock only to never use the higher end potions because I might need them later. Yeah, like, it's been like that since the very first game. Like, they give you, there's like one random si- or person in the game that'll tell you, like, oh, yeah, there's a state, or there's like a weird salesman in the middle of the desert and the desert is a pretty large portion of the map. Mm-hmm. And it just like one random square in the desert is where this guy is. And you have to find him to buy something. All right. Like to buy, I think it's a fairy in a bottle. And it's like one of the more expensive items in the entire game. And you have to buy it in order to actually continue the storyline of the game. Oh, good. And like, it's just some random square on the ops, like, on like randomly in the desert. So like, yeah, final fantasy is like, make like, and it's one of those, like, I don't know how people in the 80s and 90s found these things. Just lost the time. Time, man. Yeah, I, I guess so. Like, <laughs> but, um, I had a guide in order to find that. It still took me 35 hours to beat that game. Jeez. Yeah. And then I know you said, like, that's, like, an RPG thing to do where it's, like, that fetch quest. Yeah. Astro Boy isn't an RPG, though. It's a beat-em-up. Oh, that makes it even weirder. <laughs> yeah. 
it's a platformer beat em up which it's very fun again my main issue is just like the difficulty is not like scaled well <laughs> it's just um, always hard yeah kind of because i was on normal and i didn't i i have a thing where i'll just play video games on normal regardless but i, I really didn't want to go to easy because like it wasn't that the game was like kicking my ass it's just enemies dealt a lot of damage <laughs> gotcha gotcha yeah so not the fun type of balanced at all <laughs> yeah but like the game itself is fun which which is why i played the entire yeah, thing yeah hopefully anyway. yeah <laughs> but yeah so i like did that fetch question and then it gives you six secret levels you can go to you beat all those then you find the final boss stuff and then you do like like there's random segments that are just a shoot em up and the final boss is one of those shoot em up segments. Mm -hmm. So you do all that. Then, like, the character's like, the only way to save us all is to throw me into the sun. So you have to do the segment where you have to dodge stupid asteroids. I don't know if they tested this because it's stupid hard to dodge these asteroids. Huh. And then you, you and that character go into the sun. Cool. And then the Phoenix is like, hey, you did good, Astro Boy. Uh, you get to live <laughs> again. <laughs> Astro Boy's weird. Yes. I I don't like I was playing it and I'm not sure if all the characters are from Astro Boy cuz some really feel like they're a random different game or uh, series. Huh. <laughs> I wonder if they did some sort of weird universe mixing. I think they did cuz some like there's like talking animal characters and I like I haven't seen much of Astro Boy, but I'm like 80% sure there's not just talking animals in Astro Boy. Isn't Astro Boy like an anime? Yeah. It's there's probably the fucking anime. Talk, there's probably talking animals in maybe. it. Maybe it's from the sixties, maybe earlier. Yeah, it's like the, it's the original it's Black Boy was like yeah, fifty oh, sixties. Jesus Christ, that's that is the anime. It, it's then. the yeah. anime. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a very fun game. Was like very is way better than it has any right to be. Right. Um. Then I tried another game that people told me that is way better than it has any right to be. Uh, Lilo and Stitch on the Game Boy Advance. That one did not hold us up as well. Um, <laughs> so that's like, just bad. That's exactly it's not bad. It's just kind of boring. It's as good as it has every right to be. <laughs> no, it's still better than it should oh. be for a licensed game. Uh, it's like, like, so it starts off your stitch and it's kind of like metal slug. Ooh. I was digging that. Then it gave me, then it made me Lilo and hers is like a stealth platformer. Ew. And that was just not fun. That's and bad. if you got caught, you had to restart the entire level. That's bad. So yeah. I was playing that, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> and I was like, please just... I just wanted to be Stitch and shooting stuff. Huh. So yeah. Like, if it was just Stitch, I probably would have really enjoyed it, but, like, I could not get past the Lilo stuff. And that's saying something, because I'm very determined to beat stuff a lot of times. It's true. <laughs> you you will play a game the wrong way entirely just to prove <laughs> that you can do it. <laughs> I don't intentionally do it the wrong way. <laughs> It just you beat occur. Halo with a Guitar Hero controller. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, the best story I have for like me doing something the wrong way because I forgot. Um, I was playing Wind Waker and there's an air fortress that like constantly blows you back. I just forgot I had iron boots. So I learned that I could actually get to the door if I jumped off a platform and then ro started rolling into the wall fast enough. And then eventually I could roll into the door. <laughs> so I managed to get to the next room and then the next room it was impossible to do it and then I was like what am I missing and then I opened my menu I was like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of perfect yeah and then the other one's just portal a lot of times I did stuff without actually making a portal 
my huh. favorite one is like there's like one where you have to put a box onto some like high up platforms. I just jumped up there and threw it on. <laughs> <laughs> that works. It did. Like, yeah, I mean, if it works, it works. Although, yeah, I was gonna say that almost sounds like uh, whenever I the first time that I beat uh, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, because uh, the second to last big boss was before the game had patches or unofficial patches for it. Mm-hmm. Like it made it to where it's damn near impossible to beat that game. And it was because of like the second to last boss was glitching and like spawning infinite versions of itself that had the same amount of health as it. Oh, Ooh. no. Yeah. Because like, every single time that you shot it, like a limb would fall off and that limb would turn into another boss. <laughs> and it just kept on doing this over and over and over again. And I, like it turned to this weird infinite loop. Is this supposed to like only do it once? But it's only supposed to do it every and, now and then. Yeah. Like and, the like, clones ended up copying too. Yeah. The clones like had the same amount of health bar as the main boss. <laughs> it's not uh... supposed to, but they did. And like, the only way I was able to actually beat that boss is if you stand in a certain point of that room, uh, it gets stuck on a wall basically. And like, just starts like walking around in a circle. <laughs> and if you just shoot it with a certain gun, none of its limbs fall off. And I had to beat it that way. It was cool. very long and or, or, it just sucked having to beat that one boss. I bet. Yeah. But like that game was super glitchy. I think that game was probably one of the reasons why I'm so forgivable about glitches in other games. <laughs> yeah. Huh. And the last thing I can think of is I started playing DWS, which is a flight simulator. What was it? DWS. I don't remember the f- actual, like that's the acronym, obviously. Sure. I don't I don't remember the actual name, but uh, my friends like super into flight sims. So I got it so I could play with them and just kind of talk. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Um, I have yet to successfully land a plane. Yeah, turn out landing to... a plane's pretty hard. <laughs> but every time like my favorite moment was like I was I couldn't figure out why I wouldn't ever slow down, and my friends were like trying to figure out with me, and they're like, "What do you have your, <laughs> what do you have your stick at like the thrust?" I was like, "Oh yeah," because I never pulled it back to slow down. I was just like constantly. So if you stop flooring the gas. Yeah, that was what I was like. Like it's imagine someone trying to park in a parking lot, but they have the foot entirely on the pedal, <laughs> and like I can't slow down great uh, um, also just to go back into the chat here a yep, little yep. bit sam says yeah i got to the end of vampire the masquerade bloodlines and never got to finish it because it froze at the same spot also played it on a slow ass computer where most of the loading screens took like 10 minutes um that was much hard more patient back then no no we were just on a shit ass computer mm-hmm. um it ran at like 15 frames a second looked like <laughs> garbage i don't know how we played that game at all yeah I, mean, I played a bunch of games on my crappy ass laptop i beat the original ori on my crappy ass laptop and that laptop did not want to run Ori. Yeah, that, that laptop crashed a lot while playing Ori. I remember that. <laughs> I mean, I also remember like uh, the original Fear game. Yeah, you guys had that game, and you had to play it at like 640p yep. on the lowest settings, yeah, and still get like 15 frames a second. That doesn't even sound like a real <laughs> 640p. Yeah, yeah, it didn't look good. <laughs> I guess not 640. Uh, 480p is what it is. Oh, yeah. 640 or 640 by 480. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Shoklov says the load times tolerated in the 90s. Woof. Yeah. I mean, when you're young, you're. It's well, it depends on the kid, obviously. <laughs> but like, I feel like uh, people are much more patient when they're younger with a lot of stuff. I think it's also yeah. just a sign of the times. Like the original PlayStation, the loading times are horrible. Also, like when we were playing Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines on that computer, me and Sam old ass computer we were just barely having dial up at that time as well yeah. so everything just took forever yeah. that was just the status quo yeah yeah like, that's how it is sometimes yeah I mean, like, like i remember our old 95 computer like you'd turn it on and then like go into the kitchen and make a sandwich and then like 
go and turn on the TV and start watching a show. And like after you finished your sandwich and halfway through the show, the computer booted up. Yeah. And then like you'd go to or uh, load up a program and then you'd watch the rest of the episode and it'd be loaded up by the time you're done with that episode. Yeah. yeah. Sounds about like a crappy laptop. Like that laptop was so bad. If I wanted to watch a video on YouTube, I had to click on the video and do something. And then I would pull out my phone and watch a different video while I waited <laughs> for the other video to start. And yes, I'm aware I could just watch the video on my phone, but my phone is very much not the same quality as my laptop. <laughs> that is... Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so there was something that I started watching this week. I only watched the first episode last night. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know where the show is going. Um, But it has the same two peeps from Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and whatnot mm-hmm. in it. Okay. Uh, it's called Truth Seeker. And it's about ghost hunting. Mm. Um, I've only watched the first episode, but it was very somewhat spooky, actually. Um, it had a couple of like good spooky parts in it. And then it was just kind of also very, very funny. It's not those shows where it's like, hey, ghost, what up? It's, it's me. that too. Oh. It does that also. But also it just has some like really weird, like off-putting, kind of halfway spooky things. Same ass where to find it. Uh, it is on Amazon Prime. <laughs> yes, Amazon Prime Video. It's a... Uh, I, like I said, I only watched the first episode. I don't know how many episodes there even are. I would bet eight to twelve. Two. It could be that too, honestly. Um, but it it was fun from what I watched. I'm gonna keep watching that this week. Um, and then what have, what have you been watching, Robbie? Have you been doing anything? Mostly YouTube stuff. Like, of course. <laughs> I I think last week I may have talked about Kit Boga, the scammer guy. Yeah. 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 yeah you talked a lot. Uh, about other than that, like this week I've uh actually been listening to a lot of Dank Pods, which is chaotic australian energy like it is like he does like ipod stuff like where like he disassembles them and like puts them back together but he has a lot of chaotic energy while he's doing it so it's really funny to watch sometimes like a good example is there's one i saw this week where i laughed pretty hard because he was like looking at uh knockoff ipod touches and he had one that was used and it had some music on it and he clicked on a britney spears song and he was like trying to get it to pause but the pause (laughs) button wasn't working and so he just kept on uh shouting uh content id while smashing it with a rock (laughs) Yeah, and so it's right. it's stuff like that which yeah. i find it hilarious like i could care less about the ipod stuff but his chaotic energy is really fun to watch I, See, I, i'm gonna say i love bootleg shit especially like that stuff that shouldn't exist like bootleg ipods yeah so that sounds really fun and yeah he does like a lot of bootleg stuff and like talks about that like one of his the thing one thing that he really likes to do is uh he has like a really nice DAC amp that is a portable one and he uses it to uh like the little janky earbuds that come with those knockoff ipods he likes oh, to no. plug them into like a really nice DAC and then like turn up the volume up all the way and basically explode the <laughs> earbuds oh man um there is a, a youtube channel that i have been watching also since we're talking about youtube yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm gonna look up the name of it because i just can't uh remember the name of the channel it's a weird channel like he just fixes old shit and there's no voiceovers or anything like that uh hmm. odd tinkering Maybe it would be really weird if that were the thing, E, because you just seem to know all the YouTube. <laughs> so that would be yeah. There, there's been a couple of those that I've seen. Uh, I can't think of the name of it right Sambo now. Sambo bitch. Yeah, it's all yes. tinkering. E. I love him. <laughs> like, god damn it, what the fuck? I was actually about to ask you if he did like a thing with a rubber ducky a lot because <laughs> he has that in his a ton of his videos. I, I I am upset that you know it. Why? I Why am know? I not allowed to like to like the things you like? <laughs> what is? No, it's very strange. <laughs> <laughs> God, I yeah, I love that channel a lot. 
But yeah, I just watched him take apart this old World War II flashlight and clean it and de-rust it and then repair it. And that was fun. Yeah. I've got to say, his videos also are really good ASMR. Yeah, I, I noticed that that they uh, they have that feeling going for him. Um, I've watched them a little bit when I'm going to bed, and that helps me do some sleepy sleeps. Yeah. So that's good. Have you seen the one where he does the like 9,999 blah, blah, blah in one brick game? What? It's like this old like 80s, you know, like 80s had all those yeah. LED brick game type things. Yeah, yeah. This one has like a giant number in one and he repairs <laughs> it and he's like, yeah, these are all the same game, but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, yeah, that one's really good. I'm still just mad that I'm apparently not allowed to know. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can't know. It's weird. Um, but yeah, the, the first video that I actually watched him is he repaired a uh, PS2 Slim. Mm-hmm. And that was fun to watch because, like, I, the process of like going through and de like yellowing it and stuff is yeah. very strange. Like, I oh, never... I think I've actually seen that. I, I saw one of like a guy taking apart a console, and, like de yellowing it yeah. the outside of it. And, like, yeah, you need, yeah, like UV rays. And yeah, stuff. yeah, it's crazy. super weird. Yeah. Um, Sam says in chat, weirdest channel I watch is New England Wildlife and more. Guy that opens up all the old food and rations and stuff. Sometimes Steve eats MRE. them if they're not too bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, what name? Steve MRE. I don't know. Maybe. he He's a guy who eats a bunch of MREs. There's a bunch of those, though. There's like a bunch Maybe. of MREs. He's like actually. the guy who eats a bunch of MREs, though. Um, like the guy that me, uh, I introduced to Sam, I don't know if she still watches that one, Um, is a guy who like seems to be infatuated with military in some way. And like every MRE he opens, he's like, all right, let's, uh, let's check That's it out. Steve MRE. Okay, well, <laughs> and then, like every time he's like, "All right, that's not bad. That's not bad." Yeah, he's like, "Oh, that." It's like, oh, evaporated milk thing. on a cracker. You can never do better than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he like loves all the coffees in the yeah, too. I always remember weird. that. He's like, mm, "Can't do, but you can't do anything better than a nice Type C ration yeah, coffee." Like, what? <laughs> I just love, like he's. It's one I of think there's times that I actually like walked in on Dryer watching one of those and was like. This guy really likes MREs for some reason. <laughs> that's what I would. I wonder if like how much of it is like an act. Yeah, that's what I'm. I, it has to be some of it, right? Like, I think he probably does generally enjoy the MREs, or else he wouldn't be eating them all the time. But like, dude must work out like crazy to fucking burn that shit I off. I think though, he's man. buff. Dude. He's a, he is buff. That's true. Yeah, he like, also often has his shirt off. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also made an MRE recently. For oh, did he really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. He and he like freeze dried cranberry sauce and like huh. sweet potatoes. That's cool. Yeah, it was <laughs> like so. He like did that and then he reopened them all. <laughs> It was like a forty-five minute long video. That's I might have to look that up tonight. Uh, yeah. Um. So I have one big thing to talk about. Uh, Wait, Disney. Was Robbie done? I don't know. Were you done, Robbie? Yeah. Oh, the only thing I was gonna say is like with the guy that like tinker stuff and like takes it apart. Oh yeah. yeah. Kind of reminded me of this guy. Uh, EE or EEV blogs, where uh he's actually a design engineer. So like whenever he takes something apart, he actually knows what all the capacitors do and like where where all the trace lines go and everything mm-hmm. and like. Because he designs stuff like that. Right. It's one of the few channels I've seen like where it's more often above my head than it's not whenever he's talking about stuff like that. Uh, but that one was a really interesting channel with that. But most of those are like hour long videos of him like taking something like taking oh, a, of something apart. And, like, so this capacitor goes here and this does this and stuff like that. It's interesting, yeah. but it's like you got to have a flavor for it. Right. Know? Like that's the thing about odd tinkering is it is still like a comedy channel, too. Yeah. Yeah. So like. And then it's all text, though. So yes, like... yes, yes. So like you have to put like your own tone on everything. Yeah, which is kind of fun, actually. Um, 
Anyways, okay. Also, Sam's been saying stuff. I don't. Oh, uh, Sam says the guy that opens all the food and rations and stuff that she watches sometimes eats the bad ones. And the guy she mentioned that opens all the MREs, he opens all kinds of vintage food. So just like stuff from the 1930s, I presume. Is it Ashens? No, he doesn't. No, do um, Ashens does he open does. a bunch of old stuff. Well, too, like but... that's not his. Yeah, that's not his thing. He just opens everything. Old, old food. Sam says, "Um, cool. I might check that out too. I like watching people eat old stuff." I don't. It's so like interesting. I think that's something with Steve Avery too. Like he'll try his damnedest to make that stuff edible when it's yeah, like 1912. World War One. He's like, all right, I had to scrape out all of the mold from the inside out, and I got this one bite. So let's yeah, try it out. Like, I, I, I'll lick the salt cube that came. With yeah. it. <laughs> He's like, strange. oh, that's rot. Yeah. <laughs> He's just that buff, though. He like fights off all the molds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is a guy. Uh, he's just a straight up food eating channel, though. Is uh the LA Beast? Like he does oh, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but like yeah. that guy's like two hundred and sixty pounds, six foot four guy who like. Right started off eating habaneros for because like people like to watch him be in pain basically like, like i mean that was just what you did on youtube for yeah that was years. the thing apparently he still does stuff like that like i think probably one of the most painful videos i saw of his is he ate a cactus once like the outside yep You're like all of it that. all of it with the needles cactus mm-hmm. is edible you're not supposed to eat those that parts, could though. like fucking kill him He's done a lot of shit like that. Like he's done that cool. um, before they brought back Crystal Pepsi. He drank one of those. Like he actually oh, bought a twenty-year-old from... oh. Crystal Pepsi and drank it, and then puked the everywhere. Ones that like are even more clear than the clear it already was. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually kind of yellow. Oh uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Also, Sam says, yeah, the name of that channel is uh, that she watches when she eats all the old stuff is New England Wildlife and more. Uh, she says it's kind of gross, but it's fun to watch. And then, yeah, Sam also mentioned Brad Jones uh, also did that with Crystal Pepsi. He will do a lot of stuff. He did like a Joan, uh, Jones soda series as well, which uh, I have a weird love hate thing with Brad Jones uh, at this point just because of his support of Channel Awesome and stuff. Hmm. That's been troubling, unfortunately, because he seems like a mostly cool dude. But the way that he stands behind like Doug Walker and his brother and stuff is a. Uh, has made me not watch his stuff for a long time now. No, that's which fair. is unfortunate, but yeah. I feel like it's a rabbit hole that I haven't gone down yet. Uh, it's not that deep. It's just Doug Walker and his brother are terrible. I I would argue it's actually pretty deep. I get like as somebody who a, like was a, a very big... simple basis, I guess. Right, just... a lot of sexual assault and stuff like that. Yeah, okay, and, like abuse of power. But like having watched that stuff since like they were first starting off, and like knowing all the names and all mm-hmm. the people, like it's fucked. It's fucked. The abuse of power makes sense, though, if you, like, watch some of the people who aren't Doug Walker on that channel. Mm -hmm. And, like, how he has this weird thing where you're only allowed to do certain things with you. Yes. Like, well, the nostalgic chick who branched out after leaving. Yeah. Was only allowed to do, like, like, girly show stuff. Yeah, she was told to do female-oriented pop culture things. Uh, Lindsay Ellis is her name. Mm. Um, I'm glad that she eventually just left all that because she is way more talented and definitely didn't need to be giving all of that talent and hard work to Channel Awesome and Doug Walker and them. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's doing fantastic by herself, by the way. So I'm really glad that she's off doing her own thing. She's amazing. I really like her channel, too. Lindsay Ellis, she's incredible. Lindsay Ellis, um, Todd in the Shadows, uh, Angry Joe, they all came from Channel Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of big YouTubers, actually, that came from Channel Awesome. 
that makes sense like it's kind of like a lot of big youtubers coming from uh smosh's channel also and like mm -hmm. a lot of tech youtubers that i watch uh not all of them but a lot of them came from like you know uh there's one who used to work at tiger direct there's one who used to work for Newegg. there's another one who used to work for microsoft and like all this other right. stuff so it yeah. makes sense that um nzi yeah nzix i think or something like that uh I, i'm probably getting it wrong but like yeah. the basically the canadian new egg uh that's where the linus tech tips came from yeah and then sam is saying in the chat uh she read some of the google doc that came out because this big google doc that a bunch of the creators did uh showcasing like all of their experiences that they had yeah. with uh everybody there and it's a uh, it's a lot and she also remembers when she was new to the channel and she's done a lot of great stuff after leaving tig with tig yeah regarding uh Lindsay ellis regarding Lindsay ellis yeah, yeah. um yeah, when she first came on, like literally, it was a contest that she had to win to be nostalgia chick, is what it was, because mm -hmm. there's nostalgia, whatever critic, yeah, nostalgia critic. So there was a uh, contest to who will win to be the nostalgia chick, and she won. And there was like a bunch of stipulations, like you have to do this many uh, pop culture related things. They have to be female oriented. They have to be blah blah blah. Um, Can't be something nostalgia critic already did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was an unwritten rule, which like went onto YouTube for a while too. Is if a one reviewer does it, you're not allowed to do it. Yeah. Um, or if you do, you have to do an unfunny skit where they yell at you for doing it. Yes. Um, they were a big part of why crossovers were such a thing for a long time because they did crossovers. Um, they did a bunch of movies for the site, like Badassia and uh stuff like that and the thing about those is that if you did recorded videos while you were on the trip to record to film those movies you had to give all of your cpms and stuff like that to doug and them jesus you weren't allowed to have any of that if you did a crossover uh it was a whole thing there was a lot they the t the stuff with channel Austin and tiguitig was fucked yeah. for a long time honestly um i'm surprised it took so long to get uh to get outed um, also, Sam said she ran into Juario at a concert in Denver months before he took his own life, and all of the stuff eventually came out. Uh, yeah, that was a huge, like, what's the word? Like, side something. Story? No, like, <laughs> when you're caught off guard. Uh, oh, uh, Sideswipe? Like, yeah, that side... was a huge Sideswipe for a lot of people. I... Yeah, because he was a really cool guy. He was from the Colorado Springs and Denver area. Oh, was he? Yeah, he really was. He wow. lived here. Um, took his own life when all of the stuff about him um, bringing up fans to be... Um, I, there's an actual term for it. When you like... Groomed? Groomed, yes. He was like grooming his fans and stuff. I thought he took his life before that came out. He did. He took his yeah. life before that came out, but it was being threatened to be, be brought uh, out, which yeah. is what the idea of why he uh, killed himself eventually came out um yeah, yeah yeah uh really really shitty really so, really shitty yeah a lot of terrible things basically happened with channel awesome yeah. the guy with the glasses yeah oh and all the stuff with fucking spoonie um that stuff he was with that guy with the glasses that's a whole fucking rabbit hole there was a lot honestly with yeah. that guy with the glasses yeah. that was it, shit. it's weird because there's actually other channels that i've heard where there's like a lot of grooming and like corruption and stuff like that too and like for youtube it's weird yeah because like it's something like you, i still kind of see youtube as you know just uh you know normal people being content creators and stuff like that but there is like this corporate side to it that is seedy yeah there is and like the that got the glasses and channel awesome stuff that was like 
they had their own thing before mm-hmm. they started doing all the YouTube stuff. So they were like their own site. They had their own CPMs. They had all kinds of other all stuff. Ads on everything. Yeah. Um, it was, it was insane. And yeah, Spoonie, uh, his, his struggle with mental health and how he butted heads with every other creator. And he just didn't have control of his mental health for a really long time. He refused help. He, he is a depressing story because he was a insanely talented guy and really great writer. And because he wasn't able to take care of his mental health or unwilling to take care of it or whatever the case was with his mental health. Um, it just he threw everybody that cared about him away and yeah. just pushed everyone away. It was sad. It was really sad. Like yeah. And then with Spoonie, like there's so much with just Spoonie alone. Like, you know that down in the rabbit hole YouTube channel? Yeah. They have one specifically on Spoonie. There's that much about him that came out. Yeah, Sam saying dying he was diagnosed with bipolar two, had a lot of manic breakdowns on Twitter, made a bunch of rape jokes, uh, threatened a bunch of other creators. Like it was a whole fucking thing. Wow. I would definitely I would if you look at anything about Channel Awesome stuff, I would recommend Spoonie. Because that's a Yeah, that's a that's a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Um but I want to talk about a thing that I'm just negative on. It's a happier subject, but I'm just negative about the thing entirely. WandaVision. Um, Yeah, episode three came out over the weekend, and me and Liz sat down and watched it. Um, Oh, also going back to here, because Sam made a good point. Um, I think that the Spoonie thing and all that stuff around that was probably the start of the cancel culture stuff, weird enough, which I think she's right, because that was a big thing about it, is everybody was calling to get him taken off of the site and everything like that. Uh, anyway, one division. <laughs> um, episode three just came out and it went to 70s, started 50s, 60s, now it's in 70s, everything's in color. Um, one of the things about it that I think is so weird is that like it is going for the tones of the sitcoms of that era and has a bunch of om- homages. Yeah, homages to all those things. Um, the thing that strikes me as so odd, and there's going to be spoilers here for like 10, 15 minutes for wandavision if you don't want to hear that if you're listening um is that people think seem to genuinely find it really funny and entertaining which like that's not what i'm getting out of this show at all i think it's people who find those actual sitcoms funny and entertaining yeah yeah maybe because like it feels just like that era of sitcoms bad laugh tracks and everything and like if you're way into like that super cheesy corny humor then sure i get it mm-hmm. but like i'm not like i don't want to be like oh she sure is pregnant and being goofy like it's not funny like it's in maybe people like it in an ironic way or like it's just like a flashback to something enjoyable and like i don't know i don't know why people enjoy it i don't find those parts enjoyable at all the parts that i do find enjoyable are is that this episode was willing to go deeper into the weird creepy stuff of like something is definitely off here and they don't know what's happening either and maybe there's like a whole bunch of stuff going on with like Hydra and maybe she's in like some sort of weird other world that she's keeping everybody in because she doesn't want to accept reality that vision died in, in a infinity war. Mm-hmm. Um, like it starts getting more into that. Like, whereas I think episode one had a minute of weird stuff. Episode two had like 45 seconds. Uh, I think episode three has like maybe four minutes of weird stuff. Okay. So if it keeps going in this direction and gets more weird and weird with it, then I'm going to be happy but I wanted to stray away from the bad sitcom stuff immediately. I am not enjoying that at all. Yeah. So 
is this going to turn to like another Final Fantasy VII remake review of like something <laughs> you're going to slog through and you're going to hate it every single step of the way? Here's the thing. I did not finish Final Fantasy VII remake. Okay. See if you finish WandaVision. I think I was in the last like five hours of that game and I <laughs> fucking couldn't, man. I uh, fucking it couldn't. It was too much. It's <laughs> not good. It's not a good game. Are people on crack? It's like, <sighs> I understand. The combat is like kind of okay. It's not fun, though. <laughs> it's just no fun. I, I have to take your word for it, because I, I haven't played either. Listen, uh, I haven't what? played the original or the remake, is what I mean. In, like, yeah. 2037, I'll probably find a PlayStation <laughs> 4. <laughs> and then I'll be like, I'll try it. But also, I'll probably play the first, the original 7 first. Um, um, Jill in chat says sitcoms are alright if it's done right. Right, but here's the thing. Like, it's not like a, isn't this ironic? They're making these jokes, like, it feels like they're earnestly trying to write one of those era sitcoms of like start 50s, went to 60s, now it's in 70s era sitcoms. If you genuinely just enjoy that era of sitcoms, you would probably really, really like this. Because um, it fucking nails that. It fucking nails that cheesy, family-friendly humor. I'm not for it. I'm not here for that. Like, I'm just, mm. it's not, I'm not enjoying it, even ironically. Yeah. I My thing is like, and I showed you a thing that kind of was, went with this before the show i just don't like what's the gotcha though because if you know the lore of the of marvel like if you've seen the marvel movies what does it get you with like so this is a continuation this is the beginning of phase four so like a whole new stuff with like the multiverse i think that's that's the part that's gonna be interested is i want to see what the first step towards the multiverse stuff is um because i've already i keep track of like all of the who's cast and blah 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 so like wanda is in doctor strange 2 okay with spider-man and all of them like she's going to be in that so what is the what's the end point of this series like does she end of like all right i got out and i've accepted my fate i lost my lover or whatever like i want to know where it's going and what the setup is for the rest of the stuff because this is considered canon so like as a person who really likes the marvel movies even though some of them are extremely mediocre um like, I want to be up on the story, and you have to watch the shows to be up on the story now. Mm. So, I, I'm i going to keep watching it, because I want to see where the story goes. But, like, the the beat-to-beat parts of it, like, I'm just not enjoying. And that's unfortunate. Like, it's great that they were able to go out and do, like, a weird thing like they're doing. But it's just not for me. Yeah. It might be, like, one of those, there's too much fluff around what they're trying to do right now. Right, but like that's the idea, and I think it's like really clever that they're like, "Oh, hey, it's our first television show, and look at all this—it's old television." Like that, it's it's a fun idea, but they do it so earnestly that I feel like the joke is lost. <laughs> uh, like I've already, I've quite frankly already been falling off pretty hard with Marvel, and this is definitely like the biggest falling off because. No way in hell I'm gonna also watch television series right. when I wasn't even watching all the movies. So like, yeah, that's the thing. I'm gonna watch Spider-Man three maybe unless they have to introduce a bunch of not Spider-Man because then I'm gonna be lost. I'm not. I haven't even seen Doctor Strange one. I don't want to see Doctor Strange two with <laughs> other characters. <laughs> um, yeah, there was another announcement yesterday also that they're not going to be doing an Avengers in this phase at all which means that there's just going to be a bunch of team-ups in all the other movies. See, I get why they're doing that, because it's supposed to be like kind of rewarding for people who've seen seeing all these movies. I yeah. just, 
I think it kind of distills all the movies if they're all crossovers like this. Yeah, a little bit. Like, I'm excited for it because that's very much what comic books do. Right. At a certain point. Like, all the characters just mesh up because they're on the same universe. I think that works way better with, like, a television series, so not a movies that come out one a year. Well, here's the other thing. Um, all this this year, Disney has said there will be one new Marvel thing every month this year. That's a terrible idea. Um, I think it's going to oversaturate the market and people yeah. are going to get real bored with it. I'm all for it. Um, I... I'm ready to see how WandaVision ends already. Like I'm done with this little thing. I want to just see the actual story now. Um, I'm going to say I am real, real fucking hyped for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Cause that just looks like a really cool action spy thing. Mm-hmm. So that looks fucking dope. That looks fucking awesome. I am. I am ready for that. I am sad that black widow has been pushed back again. Um, Cause fucking everything is going to be, cause everything's not going to be back to normal this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I'm ready for one division to be over and there's like eight more episodes. So I don't know. Wait, what the hell? They're on eighties, right? Or seventies? Seventies. Eighties, nineties, two thousands, twenty tens. There's like four of what generations are like four of the episodes. I mean, nineties, when they get to nineties, it's gonna be like friends basically. Eighties, uh, I imagine it's gonna be like cheers, Roseanne kind of stuff. What's two thousands gonna be George Lopez? <laughs> 2000s, I could see them doing a bunch of like weird George Lopez stuff and like How I Met Your Mother kind of things. Oh, right. That came out. Um, 2010s. They're all going to be basically friends at a certain point because that's what everything turned into. I think that once this show is done, I think two more episodes are going to be in the TV stuff and they're going to be done with the TV stuff. Uh, Sam said the most cursed thing, Big Bang Theory for one of them. And Uh, she's right. She's right. It is going to be. It is going to be Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Except it's going to be worse because they're going to be unironically, ironically making references Uh, to all the Marvel shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I see that happening, actually. That's a a bummer. (laughs) (laughs) But Uh, I honestly think that like two or three more episodes in, they'll be done with the sitcom thing and it'll be more of like, I bet they'll be genre hopping because Wanda will be like, I just can't live in reality. And it'll be like a bunch of different kind of TV tropes. Let me know if they do a cartoon part. Okay. I'd be really interested. They had a cartoon intro once. I mean, that's because that's what uh, 50s, 60s. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. yeah. You did cartoon intros like. uh, Yeah. I love Lucy and. uh, Yeah. That's the first. Yep. That's the first two episodes. Yeah. (laughs) They should have just did the Flintstones. That would be. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like, i'm like yeah they should have just fucking animated this series and then i still wouldn't watch it yeah you but... still wouldn't watch it um but yeah like i think that they'll do the genre hopping thing and like pay homage to other kind of television probably before they start to like do the last two episodes will be just a normal story i bet actually i'm going i'm going like hail mary dream team thing you get to 2000s animation for one of them and you do like teen titans batman the animated series <laughs> I don't know, that just sounds so hyped to me. Like That's DC, so they won't do that. Oh, wait, fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't... It, no, Marvel from. had them, too, you know. You like, it wasn't Teen Titans in the animated series, but they had their animated stuff that was kind of like... Did their... Marvel have animated stuff? Yeah, they had an animated Avengers. Yeah, they had they the had, Adventures. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man. So Spider-Man. Adventures of Spider-Man. <laughs> so Spider-Man. There was they a lot Spider-Man. of Spider-Man. <laughs> but, like, they had Avengers. They had uh, another Avengers that was like kind of like Teen Titans Go, except it actually came out before Teen Titans Go um huh. yeah it was like earth's mightiest heroes or something yeah like that. um they also had just what was it uh they didn't have the fantastic four that was 80s 
Nin- no, they had 90s, that in like the 90s. 2000s. Did it? I thought it was only in the 90s. They also had it in the 90s. Maybe like, that's was a different. That, maybe that's one of those things that like worked really well as a cartoon, and they're like, we should make a movie about that. And then like the movie. I'm just saying flopped. like that <laughs> action cartoons from that era, I sure, think could yeah. work really well. Sure, sure. Actually, I don't know about with two characters. There's probably more than two characters in the show, but there are. There are many more. I'm just imagining there's literally only Vision and Wanda in every episode. Actually, that would probably be more interesting if like they had to act every single of the other characters too. That would be weird. That would be weird for sure. Um, they may have that in an episode. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, uh, it just all sounds like the episode of uh, oh, shoot, the guy who made regular show. I'm blanking on the name. Can't help you. The one we liked. Yeah, the, uh, close enough. Yeah, it sounds like that episode <laughs> of Close Enough, where like it's the realtor, and then it starts being a sitcom in the middle. Oh, it sounds yeah. like that, except not as interesting. To yeah, me. it is that, but it's the entire show. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Cut, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then even the sh- like even that close enough episode that was like five minutes of the episode not the entire episode yeah yeah, yeah. uh so you're gonna despite disliking the show for the most part you're gonna trudge through it yes because i'm really hoping to get to things i do like yeah yep that's it is it kind of doing the lost thing of like great i have 10 more questions and zero answers see i disagree with that i no, no i'm asking does it do that so here's the thing though I didn't think Lost did that. Okay. <laughs> but that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can't answer that because I don't think Lost did that. Like, I, I don't think I really have that many questions about WandaVision. Like, I think yeah. I'm pretty okay. sure I know where they're going, or at least I hope where they're going. Um, so I don't have a lot of questions. Okay. They're, they're really, the only question is, like, why is this character that has been confirmed to be an old character in Captain Marvel an adult now? And in this Wanda world? is seeing it. Well, I guess actually the adult thing doesn't... would makes sense because it was the 90s in captain marvel so my answer my question's answered already uh, uh, it just doesn't sound to... yeah i still haven't even seen captain marvel which it's me making end game so the ryan on her did not do anything for me but um, they, as they pretty much had did... that whole movie to just say like oh yeah this is why she's in this movie for five minutes that's literally it yeah yeah lame um she's very powerful i mean yeah i know what i know her deal yeah. i just don't know her <laughs> she's blank kind of she's just I, out of all of the, she's of, like the marvel superman yeah. yeah yeah but out of like the, all the marvel movies i think maybe captain marvel is almost the weakest i thought well wasn't thor 2 your least favorite yeah and then thor 1 after that yeah no? yeah and then hulk yeah. no one even cares about that movie though it's canon it literally just <laughs> exists no one ever talks about it no one references there it. Are characters no one even from cares it. that it's a different hulk <laughs> <laughs> no one gives a shit about the hulk movie yeah. So the funny thing is, like the Hulk movie's not on Disney Plus, and I found out the reason why is because apparently some other studio owns the rights to it, so they can't put it on there. Disney doesn't even fucking care. Universal <laughs> technically owns film rights to Hulk. Yeah, but they don't own character rights. So if they license out the film rights, Disney, then they can use Hulk, but they can't use that Hulk, and they can't quite use that universe, but they can basically use that universe because yeah. it's their character. Just use the infragable crunk. Yes, <laughs> um, but that's how they got away with using uh, Hulk as the character without making another movie of Hulk. Yeah, but um, actually, you talk about like random things not being on Disney Plus. Reminded me of something that finally did come to Disney Plus: The Muppet Show. It's February fine. it comes yeah. in February. I am super excited about that. Actually, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm just because like I was telling you for the longest time, like why the fuck isn't Disney putting The Muppet Show on Disney Plus? Yeah. And the answer was it. They literally could have at any point. Clearly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so now I'll just continue to be angry because Dave the Barbarian is in on Disney Plus, a service I do not own. <laughs> um, I am super excited about Muppets. Uh, I assume in February, Liz is just going to be hiding upstairs doing stuff on her own while I watch the Muppets downstairs. Because uh, she doesn't like the Muppets for some reason. Uh, I think that's fair. No, like, it it's a very Muppets, specific they're adorable. Kind of, it's very like British kind of humor. They're super sarcastic. Yeah, it's a very British kind of it's humor. It's very great. Yeah. Um, she does karate. <laughs> I I like them. I don't know if it's my favorite of like the Jim Hendrix stuff. But, Jim Hendrix or Henson Henderson? Yeah, <laughs> I don't Henson, know if it's yeah. my favorite Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I know that's what in my mind. I was like, I'm saying the <laughs> I'm saying Jimi Hendrix, but like, like it's definitely good. Um, and then I don't have the nostalgia like you have for the Muppet Show because like my Muppets was uh, Sesame Street instead. I mean, they were still they're Muppets, Muppets. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, all those things are Muppets. It's like, yeah, I watched Sesame Street too, but like, I didn't care about that. But I just really like Kermit and all the people. Were you seven years old when you watched Sesame Street? I mean, yeah, the Sesame Street's been oh, around okay. for a long time. Everybody... I mean, I know. I'm just saying, like, I didn't know if you were like being like, yeah, I watched it when I was like 14. I didn't. I also watched it when I was 14. I mean, what's I watched, the point? Yeah. Sesame Street's cool. I still, I um, mean, I do still watch Sesame Street. But like, I'm not nostalgic for the characters and I didn't like ever laugh. Like, well, I think Sesame Muppets Street's is... not really made for you to laugh right but like that's the thing i just genuinely really think that the muppets is super funny yeah i agree with so you. so like, like i'm so really excited stuff in the muppets i'm just saying like i'm not like as much as i kept questioning why they don't have the muppets i'm not gonna go and watch them <laughs> i might watch a couple episodes if you have it on when i come over but... i will immediately watch the muppets when it's out like the first basically the first thing i've seen of muppets is the muppets movie which try showed me and that movie didn't do anything for me because i hadn't seen the muppets and that movie is very much just referencing a bunch of Muppets stuff. That's fair. That is fair. But also, the new Muppets movie, Not Most Wanted, the one before that, mm-hmm. really fucking good. I think that stands alone as a really good movie. I think it's a good movie. I'm just like, I was like, it's fine. It's like a, it's like a six or a seven. I give it a nine. Yeah, but you're wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, like, also, yeah. but like, I am glad that they actually fucking finally put it on there. I'm still like annoyed that they just withhold stuff for no reason yeah like, i mean it's when they, they literally the... have it all i don't see why they can't just put it there because then they don't have a reason to get subscribers later on if they just put everything on there well like it's random like dave the barbarian the one i keep talking no one's gonna sub for dave the barbarian just put it on there so people who want to watch dave the barbarian can't that's the thing if no one's gonna sub for it why even put it on there because they own it so it's somewhere <laughs> I just want to fucking watch Day of the Barbarian. And really... you can also argue this with like Nintendo and their libraries. Yes, I do. Because <laughs> fuck Nintendo, let me play your shit legally. Next thing you're gonna say, you want Disney to put out all their movies all the time. <laughs> wow, it's like in an era where you can stream literally anything. I think you should be able to stream literally anything. What? I don't know. Me. Seems real communistic of you <laughs> a lot of socialistic ideas you're saying right there uh, i just say because like the, it, the part that bugs me is if you have like david barbarian on youtube or whatever disney will still strike it and then you just can't watch it there but how can they just do that if they're not gonna bother putting it places i just want to fucking watch it <laughs> nobody in their entire life has been this angry about Dave the Barbarian. <laughs> Somebody has to be. Yeah. Listen, I grew up watching fucking Dave the Barbarian at the Buzz Lightyear show at like 2 in the morning. I want to fucking watch him again at a reasonable time. And not in the past. <laughs> 
but I want to watch the Casper show. Where's that, E? Where's my Casper show? I don't know. Let's find it. And if it's not there, <laughs> we should probably demand it's there because why is it not? <laughs> it might be on Boomerang. Oh, hey, good point. I don't know if they have the right because is it Warner Brothers that has the rights to <laughs> Casper? I'm really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm just saying really cur- it's because we're not talking about. The we might have to do it. <laughs> I mean, to be like, fair, like who has the rights to Casper? Though, yeah. I didn't get this heated about it, but it's something I was talking to Drive about earlier. Is like Silent Hill Two. For some weird reason, if you were to Google that game, it's now three hundred dollars if you want to try to buy it online. Fucking insane! Yeah, it's mm-hmm. stupid insane. The like, I don't know what caused them to decide. Like our online sellers to decide. Like we're no longer going to ask thirty bucks for this game. We're going to ask for three hundred. But yeah. it, it that's the thing online now. Apparently, like old PS2 horror games, like they're having this weird resurgence, and I don't know why. But I think I, some of it's a lot of reviewers are reviewing a lot of old PS2 horror games. Maybe recently. Like, there is also a resurgence of Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards these days, but yeah, the reason why weird. is because like YouTubers and uh, Twitch streamers are actually like buying them in boxes and like just un- yeah. or, like um, unbo- or unpacking them on live on stream to like hopefully get a rare card. Yeah, yeah, that's a uh, that's weird to me. the The only thing that I can think of with Silent Hill of why it would be getting popular, I don't know why right now instead of like a year ago even right is that Konami's just straight up not making more. I mean, they haven't been making more for a while. Like, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Like, yeah. th- right now is why it's weird. Yeah. But, like, I could definitely see Silent Hill games being collector's items at some point. Not right now, because I can go to fucking Entertainment and get a copy for 30 bucks right now. If they have a copy. They got one. Silent Hill's pretty fucking popular. That yeah. game sold pretty well. Um, But, like, right now, I don't know why people would be yeah. so fucking hype about that game. Right. And then I have a guess that Jiraiya doesn't like, and I think it might be because of the new Resident Evil announcement. <laughs> That doesn't make sense. <laughs> They're very different. They're very different. But to be fair, though, like in a weird <laughs> way, like the reason why Silent Hill is a game is because like the first, uh, yeah, the first two Resident Evil games came out, and Konami looked at that and went like, "Yeah, we could do better." Um, Sam is saying that she has Silent Hill two on PS two, booklet and all. Um, but they'll only really sell for that much if they're factory sealed. I don't know about that. Like. The copies I'm seeing, like, they're still used copies that they're selling for a couple hundred bucks. Jesus Christ. Uh, and then it's Doomsday Podcast, a uh, free promotion, I guess. It says, because that guy grew up on... Because the guys that grew up on PS2 finally paid their student loans and can afford to relive their childhood. I'm trying to think if that's true, because I'm, like, at this age that he's theoretically talking about, maybe a little younger. But a like, little younger. Like, at the time, like, student loans would be right there. And paying off. Uh huh. So I don't know if that's quite lined up or not. And it depends because when, because when would they be going to college if like you grew up on PS2? If you were in college, not uh, in co- like because he said grew up on PS2. So I'm gonna let's let's guesstimate at least high school just to give. Okay, like, a, I want to say like probably like mine and Dry's age, maybe a little bit older. If high school grow no well. They'd have to be a little up, older. Yeah, I was going to say, because we grew up with like Silent Hill and Resident Evil and those in the early 2000s. Okay, so it's Doomsday gave 2005 to 2009. I don't know if that's when you'd be in college, but if it's in college around 2005, because that'd be a lot cheaper. I'm doing way too much math for this. <laughs> yeah, thing. you're thinking about this really hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, because the student interest rates constantly go up. So I try to think like how high they would be at that time if you'd still be paying off your student loans now. I mean, student loans are student loans, my guy. Right, but like student loans were a lot cheaper, and then if you could pay it off at a decent rate with interest rate, 
I just, I don't know. Again, I'm thinking way too hard yeah. about this theoretical situation. You're thinking way too hard about the student loans. We're talking about Silent Hill. <laughs> and then you have to factor in the housing crisis and the market crash. <laughs> well, actually, that and might then we'll be get in the Obama era. After the market crash, then... All right, you're, oh, you're you're off the book. You're off the case. <laughs> Give me your badging gun. <laughs> and then Sam has pointed out or said that they have she uh, Sam there, uh has the Silent Hill 3, 4 Origins PS2 port. And also she looked up the pricing. Yeah. Um yeah, like I don't know, maybe it is just like super nostalgic for the PS2 era stuff going on right now. I don't know why. Yeah, uh, um, PS2 is kind of like a middle of the road kind of PlayStation. Like for me, it seems so strange to be nostalgic for PS anything 3D. Actually. I think PS1 <laughs> is fair because you get Spyro Crash. Right, but like in my mind, even if I look at it now, I'm like those looked and ran like fucking garbage. I didn't, excuse me, I didn't like playing them then. I certainly do not like playing those now. See, a lot of people. I meet people who say that the controls for Mario 64 are good. So they're liars. Yeah. Like a lot they of don't have nostalgia games. and a lot of people just haven't played games. Like there's a big thing that happens all the time where people get really nostalgic for games, but they don't actually play them again. So right, they right. don't remember how garbage a lot of the games played. Right. Here's the like, thing. Alan Wake is my favorite game. A couple of years ago, I went back and started replaying it. It's like, I don't remember all this looking like garbage and this is running in max settings. This is weird. Um, I stopped playing it. I, de- <laughs> I didn't want to ruin that game. Yeah. And to be fair, you played on a Xbox 360 back in the day, so the it, graphics weren't even that good. Graphics were not that good. I remember them yeah. being fucking perfect, and I remember it running so great, it ran at like 19 frames a second. Did you try playing it back on the... Did you try getting an Xbox 360 and playing it again? Ooh, there's a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, think about that, too. If I remember correctly, you and your old roommate went through like four or five different Xbox 360s. Yeah, I went Those through, things were terrible. I went yeah. through four of those. That was awful. Also, Sam says that she did it with Blood Rain did not hold up. No, Blood Rain no. does not hold up. I tried to think of that the being last said, uh, they did come out with a terminal edition of those recently. So it's like uh, Blood Rain that plays on modern PCs now that it's on GOG. Yeah, I guess it, I, it's still the same game, but it's just right. like it plays at a playable frame rate and you can actually play it on high resolutions. Yeah, like here's the thing. Blood Rain 2, I think, was like really fun for my little child brains. So like, cool vampire, sucking blood, boobies, sweet. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool twin blades. I, like a few years later, Blood Rain 2 came out. I was like, all right, cool. And then, like, my brain forgot what the combat was. And even though the combat was technically better, I didn't like it nearly as much. And I had it's seen different. boobies elsewhere at that point. So I didn't <laughs> even need that game for boobies anymore. Um, I mean, for me, like, I was less about the boobies and more about the fact like it was the first game I saw wherever like you cut someone in the game and like limbs start flying everywhere. Right. It, the gore was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, it doesn't look good anymore. No, no <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that. like uh, the original Brawl Smash Brothers Brawl has that for me. Like that game plays like ass. <laughs> <laughs> it plays worse than Melee for the GameCube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which was before it. And like. Some of it's just I got used to the modded version I played that just plays better anyways. But sure. like there's so much garbage in that game, like how slow a lot of the characters are and how floaty the game is overall and just weird design decisions like just 
fighting game terms, but like super low <laughs> hit stun. That means that there's just no combos in the game, basically, except right. for like specific characters. There's a character who could just combo you to death if they get a grab. That's in every Smash game, though. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's just the game. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, so it, it is weird. And then there are a lot of people really nostalgic about Brawl, but I'm always like, have you played it recently? Right. And they're always saying no. Like, that's the thing. Like, I think in a weird way, television shows and movies and stuff like that um, just hold a better chance of holding up better because it's a different industry. Like, film is kind of always film in a way, or television is always television in a way. Like, it's going to be that medium where you second, you're the second person, basically. You're the fourth wall in the whole situation. You're always looking in and discovering stories and characters and living and watching them live their lives. Whereas video games, it's been an evolving medium since it first started and so things get better eventually and yeah. feel better and look better and play better and run better and it's constantly getting better and better whereas arguably in film there's just a point where this is film like this yeah. is what film is at this point so like at a certain point you can go back and be like man like that film definitely held up better than like i would in my opinion be rashomon or even like a lot of stuff in the 90s, just because like the dude kind of thing that the 90s had going on, like stuff in 90s just doesn't hold up as well. Usually. Gonna, I, I guarantee we're going to look the same way at the like all the Marvel superhero movies. That right. Yeah. Because I that's how I feel about both Avengers, really. Here's the thing with Avengers. I think like that's really, really cool right now. And people are willing to look past like some of the eh, CGI and stuff. Cause like eh, it's CGI. I like CGI. It's fine. In 20 years stuff that we think looks fine or like and eh, it's passable whatever i don't care that's not what i'm here for it's gonna look like garbage yeah and a lot of the things that they're going for of like one marvel movie here and there can stand alone on its own as being a good movie but most of them are not good taken out of the context of the rest of the films and i th i genuinely do believe this that the marvel uh movies are going to be considered the westerns of our time i think that's fair yeah. yeah yeah because you look back on westerns you're like oh my god all these westerns look the same act the same feel the same i can't tell the fucking difference between any of them i think that's gonna be these marvel movies i'll be like haha i said that after ant-man came out bam and then I'll, they'll be like have you even seen a movie in the last 20 years i'll be like what's a movie shut up <laughs> also sam sam does bring a good point though we're alive during the early points of video games whereas we were not alive during the early points of cinema that's true. That's true. Like yeah. video games for all intents and purposes aren't very old. No, they aren't. <laughs> like to be fair, 40 though, to like 50 the... years is a good estimate for video yeah. games. Like yes. like yeah, it's like 50 years ago, you were a line pushing a dot across to another line on the other yeah. side of the dot. Yeah. Now you are playing or playing a person that has to deal with the consequences of their actions in this dystopian world yeah now you get to play as a cowboy and live their daily cowboy life and get to see them become a yeah. real human yeah <laughs> like, that, that is the hard part is like there there are so many growing pains throughout video games that right and movies have those too like there's a lot of growing yeah. pain 90 movies 2000 movies yeah, and even from the 30s to the 50s i would say musicals was the thing of that era too there was just mm. a ton of those fucking big ass giant budget musicals yeah because well, like, but i guess well because like the way you're talking is like that almost all video games were bad back then. And like, no, no, because like that's the hardest part is I don't know if it's necessarily like it was just bad and we got used to it, which for some games it definitely is. But I think it's a lot of it is like we were young and we're a lot more willing to put up with shit when you're young. Yeah, because 
you've said it a lot of times when you're young you're like why am i bad at the video game instead yeah. of hey this video game's bad yes <laughs> exactly like so it's some of that and then like the big thing about 3d is there was 3d is the biggest growing pain the the push from the 2d to 3d is the biggest insane thing ever like yeah i don't know if there's really anything that could compare to like how big of a push that was silent film to talkies oh yeah that's true but that was (laughs) a long time it was a long time ago like recent like maybe the push to smartphones maybe is a good comparison sure yeah so like it makes sense that a lot of like games did not age well because we literally had no standards right yeah like mario 64 controls like ass but it's still it's still a pretty all right game considering it was the first 3d game right and at the time it's the the thing of like here's this new thing i've never done anything like this before mm. and so it immediately state uh, cements itself into being like here's this fucking thing this is the thing i've never done this nobody's ever done this yeah. and so it immediately is great because it, nothing's done it before um i think a lot of the early video games and early 3d stuff is a lot of hindsight for me yeah um like i played a lot of 64 stuff a lot of it mm-hmm I cannot go back and play 64. I actively think the 64 controller is garbage now. Yeah. And I, at the time I didn't, I never even thought about that. I was just like, Whoa, all of our sticks are broken. I don't know what to do. Play this game, I guess, and make my thumb bleed. But like now I'm like, okay, yeah. this is fucking garbage. No, no, you got to play Kirby 64, which actually used the controller like a normal fucking controller. <laughs> Cause it was like, okay, you get the D pad. And yeah, like as kids, I remember there are certain games that we had since it had like the three prongs. Like there are certain games you actively had to switch uh, your hand, like yeah. different handles. Also with that too. It is a hindsight thing, but they actually do design actual normal ass controllers for the 64. People have made very good controllers for it. Yeah, yeah. that's true. So like, like we're the, uh, well, I was going to say like one thing yeah. about that too is like, the GameCube controller is infinitely better than the 64 controller and has I, like pretty I, much all the same. Yeah. Uh, I buttons. really do argue that I think the GameCube controller is just one of the best design controllers ever. Yeah. Like there's only a few issues I have with the GameCube controller. The main one just being missing one of the buttons, which you can't really fault it because that wasn't a button requirement <laughs> at the time. Sure. And then just kind of weird like C stick thing being like slightly smaller for whatever reason. But like, I think the design of the GameCube controller is just genius, especially for the video games that were on the GameCube. Because it just has this, the weird, like the button layout's weird if you try to play a different game with it. But like all the Nintendo games have that system where it's like the A button is always the most important button in a video game. Yeah. And then like the other buttons are right next to it so you can rock back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's just one of the best designs for a controller, period. I I think Nintendo's really good at designing controllers for their games. Not the Joy-Con. Da, 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 da. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Um, also, Sam says, I had great memories of Mario 64. I thought it was top tier, and it kind of was at the time. I was confused when people started saying how bad it was because I thought it looked and played great. Also, I can't even wrap my head around how to use a 64 controller now. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Which... It was a very... It was a very weird design choice. Yeah. Especially coming from the Super Nintendo controller. Which also with It's Doomsday was saying is like how Jurassic Park, that blew people's minds when it first came out. And I think part of it was the mix of practical effects along with CGI. And then same thing he was, or they they were saying, I don't know if it's he or she, was saying that Sonic 3D blew their mind back in the day. I think it's also like being of the time because like, it's impossible like especially (laughs) like i'm sorry but like yeah but with how fast technology moves it's impossible to say in 10 years like where technology will be 
Like even and, some Wii games have a lot of growing pains, and yeah. that was cutting edge when I was younger. Yeah, because like the difference between like a Super Nintendo and a 64 was mind blowing for its time. Like the differences between the two of those, the difference between the first iPhone and like the phone that I'm holding right now is like leaps and bounds different. And like also like nobody had a touchscreen phone during the time whenever the iPhone came out. And like now mm-hmm. everybody has a smartphone. That's true. And, um. Also saying, what about Goldeneye for 64? FYI, Sony had controllers figured out from the gate. <laughs> um, uh, Goldeneye doesn't hold up. It controls like garbage. Yeah, it runs yeah. like garbage. Um, I mean, even back in the day, I wasn't a huge fan of Goldeneye. I did love uh, Perfect Dark when it first came out. Going back to that game, though, that game is also controls like hot garbage. Right, that's the thing. Like When it was what you had at the time, you're like, okay, this is how I can play a four-player shooter with all my friends. Mm-hmm. You yeah. fucking took it, because that's what you got. Mm-hmm. But now you have options for good. Just plain good. (laughs) Which, also speaking of which, like, uh, back in those days, I remember I worked in a potato uh, field for a weekend so I could afford to have my own TV in my own room. I had a 13-inch CRT screen TV. And I'm pretty sure Dry probably has some garbage memories of us playing four-player split screen on that 13-inch screen TV. Yeah, it was Uh, great. Actually, I think GoldenEye is, like, the growing pain is growing pain of any, (laughs) like, of all video games. Because it is, like, okay... How do we do first person shooters on consoles? And they're right. like, how about this? And they're like, that works. And it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it works. Yeah. It doesn't work well. Also, saying Sony had controllers figured out from the. I don't I think the PS1 controller does have some issues with it. So, yeah, here's the thing. I actually didn't like PlayStation controllers until PS4. I thought they were straight up uncomfortable, too small, felt too flimsy. I didn't like how the sticks spoke because they were too high. And they had way too much give on each side. Like, you could just push them too far for my tastes. Um, I think the DualShock 4 is maybe the perfect controller. Um, even holding it in my hand, it just feels like the perfect size for my hands. I really like the DualSense on the PS5. It feels really good. Um, for longer play sessions, though, your my hands, I have noticed, get a little more tired than they did with the PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, like I like all the stuff, all the features that the, the DualSense has for the PS5, but the, the hand feel on the PS4 is just really yeah. good. So I have a really weird hot take uh-huh. of this. Um, I really like holding like the original Xbox controller. Pressing the buttons, on the other hand, <laughs> <laughs> like getting to that black and white button was a pain. Well, I'm gonna say like the size of our hands is probably a lot more. Yeah, yeah. look at yeah. Robbie has giant fucking hands. Because yeah. like my hands are actually like I could play like 3ds and DS like very very comfortably. Mm-hmm. Because I have tiny hands. Yeah. <laughs> like the first time, like, because Dry used to have a Switch. The first time he handed me a Joy-Con, I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with yeah. this? But Joy-Cons <laughs> were not made for you. Yeah, they definitely no. were not made for me. No, no. So like, but um, also saying like Sony had it for I would argue Nintendo also had controllers figured out from the gate, but they like to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. The right. NES controller is the is a brilliantly designed controller. Yeah. Like, and it, I argue, I think to this day, it has my favorite D-pad. I think it just feels the best. Yeah, it does. Um, but like, again, uh, Nintendo does innovate with controllers. Like, mm-hmm. they gave us the shoulder buttons. They gave us more face buttons. Well, yeah. even like they gave us the D-pad. <laughs> yeah, they gave us the fucking D-pad, which is huge. Yeah. Um, they are the ones who put joysticks on controllers for 3D games first. Like, they did motion controls first. Like, they fuck. They innovate. They're not always great. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, sixty-four controller is a not a great design joy cons have a billion issues with them yeah one being they're very small very very small you it's actively uncomfortable to play yeah. it for more than an hour um well 
Unless you're baby hands. Like unless you me. got, unless you got the baby hands, yeah. uh, then you have an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, like as much shit as we give, like they, they make controllers for their games and sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, but like when it works, it fucking works as like gimmicky and silly. The Wiimote was man. Did they make that work for their games? Yeah. Yeah. It worked. Like to be fair, um, because for the longest time, I just had my computer and my Wii. And for like, that's all I played for years. And then I remember somebody put an Xbox 360 controller in my hand and I was playing Forza with him. And I kept on running into walls because I kept on turning the controller. Thinking like, <laughs> why won't this car turn? Uh, also, uh, Captain Jimmy in chat came in and said, Conor McGregor got knocked the F out. So that happened today? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, there was a big fight with Conor McGregor and other fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, I guess he fucking failed, right? Yeah. Um, also, Kevin Jimmy in chat says NES gave us the first control with a trigger on it. Um, N64, Goldeneye N64 is the best game on that console. No, I disagree. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I'm it's, hard pressed to just say what the quote unquote best game on the N64 is. I would is. say Kirby potentially, Mario Part, one of the Mario parties potentially. Well, for that you'd have to have it be a good game first. Kirby, Mario Party. <laughs> Are you going to argue that Mario Party, like the Mario Party series, aren't good? Yes. What? They're not fun. They're very It's fun. like Monopoly. Like, yeah, you enjoy it's it for 10 Monopoly. minutes, There's and then you realize you're playing Monopoly. on what you do in Mario Party. So much random bullcrap in Mario Party. You could shut off the random bullcrap. You could determine how you play. It's just not. It's, man. It's Monopoly, but worse. And I don't like Monopoly. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was Kirby, for sure, I would put up there. Um, I'm trying to think. For me, I, I think it's just because I played it the most, because I didn't own a Nintendo 64. I just went to friends' houses and played them. The one yeah. I played probably the most was Perfect Dark. So that's that and Turok are probably, and like, my two biggest. Also, for... Sam is saying in the chat, Ocarina of Time. I, yeah, I, think, yeah. I would agree if there weren't way better versions on more things. Here's a hot take. It probably won't be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Star Fox. I think that's uh, yeah. after thinking that that's is my definitely favorite. A hot take. That's definitely a lot of people's that's, best. Well, good. Game. Then they're right. That's the best one. Some people argue that's the only good Star Fox game. <laughs> yeah, Ocarina of Time. That's definitely a, a good contender for one of the best sixty-four games. Which also like, Majora's Mask. Yeah, of there there is game. that huge argument between what was better, Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask. Yes, uh, Star Fox just fucking fantastic. I still haven't played Majora's Mask. I was going to get the 3DS one, but a bunch of people told me it's not a very good port. Um, I think that's most people just not like Majora's Mask. No, there's I mean, like specific things that changed that people... Yeah, people said it. that too, because like, like I have the... What does um, change? A lot, actually. Like really? Some of the mechanics and stuff are just differently in that. What? Really? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. According to what I heard, I haven't played enough to say for sure. Plus, I never played it on the original 64, but... They say that Majora's Mask, like the port that they made for GameCube, apparently plays like garbage. Huh. Yeah. I couldn't tell you for sure. The, I've only played the GameCube version of it, so that's right. that's all yeah. I know. It's a weirdly dark game. Yeah. I'll yeah. say that. Especially, like, I think that was the first game wherever they were like, yeah, we can actually do, like, a, more dark storylines with Zelda games. Uh, was that one. With Zelda games, maybe, yeah. 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 I'm trying to... Well, I think there, are, there are three, four Zelda games. I think we're going to get that same kind of turnaround with uh, the next Zelda game for Switch, Breath which is basically 2. Breath of the Wild 2, yeah. I think it's going to be that same type of thing. Much yeah. darker story with a little bit added on to make it a little tweak. I think it's basically what it's going to be. Pro they kind of do that with it, because it's like, 
you know, Ocarina of Time, uh, you know, wasn't exactly all that dark, but the Majora's Mask was. Mm -hmm. And then Wind Waker was kind of weirdly cutesy. And then Wind Waker got pretty dark at places, too. It did. It did. Wind Waker. But... So full disclosure, Wind Waker is my favorite Zelda game. <laughs> So yeah, there's that. Then, a lot. But I was going to say, like, I guess on the surface dark. Yeah. And then like uh, Twilight Princess was very much on the surface dark. And then Skyward Sword, which apparently no one liked that one. I haven't played it yet because uh, it's fucking garbage. Yeah. A lot of people don't like it. I played through half and I got tired. Here's the thing. It's really fucking long. Yeah. Like it's in like an 80 hour game. Damn. But here's the thing. It would be a normal length game if they didn't make you repeat the fucking dungeons and bosses. Like you literally have to do the same thing over and over again. Which sucks. Like, yeah. my biggest complaint with it, though, is the controls. Like, I don't think the motion controls are fun. Like, the one-to-one -one thing is supposed to be like, man, this is really cool. I just don't like it. Yeah. A lot of people, like, a lot of people say, like, when it really works, it really works, but it doesn't work that much. <laughs> yeah, but guess what? It fucking doesn't work that well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, going back on chat, uh, Captain Jimmy says they're a big Zelda fan and beat the original NES a few weeks ago. That was pretty good. <laughs> though it is like the it also is a very growing pains kind of thing yeah um also sam yeah. is saying that uh people got really angry at wind waker and she really loved it it was really fun yeah a lot of people did get really people angry. got angry before it came out it's yeah. one of those kind of people got angry yeah, yeah they yeah. it's because like it came off the bat after majora's mask and there was like an et or et e3 <laughs> there was an e3 <laughs> demo like showing a like ocarina type yeah nerds specifically sam said <laughs> yeah, not which people. i think that is a fair distinction because it was nerds it was nerds you're right uh but i'm like gonna the... still call nerds people though <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah captain jimmy's asking so there was an e3 demo where it was like a very like ocarina type stylized link versus ganon fight so we were like hyping up that was gonna be like this kind of like majora's mass ocarina style and then in came wind waker with its cell shaded art style and very cutesy very chibi and this was gamecube era which is also known as like the xbox era where everything was supposed to be dark and gritty yeah it was when it was starting to get into that um and people were like i want a dark gritty uh legend of zelda i don't want this cutesy child legend of zelda and then people played it and like oh shit yeah man, like this is fucking Wind Waker fun. is like it's my favorite but like it is definitely a top tier zelda game even it's like great. if it's not your favorite it is great. especially if you include the wii u remake which just fixed all the issues with the original yeah it fixed all the tedious stuff at the end which if they if they ever do that with skyward. <laughs> uh, skyward sword uh that would be great if they just made it to where you don't have to do a bunch of tedious bullshit that would be yeah. fucking fantastic i mean there's quote unquote leaks that the switch might get a skyward sword i doubt it but maybe i can maybe see it but my thing is if it's still on the switch they might still have motion controls right so that's the thing if, if it's gonna be on the switch and it that game was designed for motion. Like you either have to use a second joystick for the motion controls. Cause it's literally designed for that. Or I don't know what you do. Um, but if it is that game, you can't play it on a switch light. Yeah, that's true. That's the, well, you could, but you have to get a second set of controllers and play on the tiny fucking screen. Um, or like a stupid. Yeah. Or a weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> literally yeah. throw your fucking switch around. Um, yeah. So, I, I doubt that. I could see if they did another iteration on Switch to where you could always take the controllers off. Mm -hmm. I could see that, them doing it then. But where they have this light option, I don't think they would make a game where it just cuts people off. Well, also, Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out soon anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which, I, kind of... oh, I was going to say, funny thing about Breath of the Wild, actually. I remember when, because like that was 
one of the launch games for the Switch. At one point in time, they sold more copies of uh, Breath of the Wild than they did actual Switches. Yeah. yeah, Which yeah. is a crazy statistic to think about. Yeah, it was uh, easier to get Breath of the Wild than it was Switches for a minute. Yeah, yeah. People were like, well, I know I'm going to get a Switch eventually, so right. I'll just buy yeah. it now. Exactly. Uh, yeah. But that shows you like how well that game did by itself. Like yeah. it is the best selling Zelda game that has come out so far. Not Great even game. just that. Like Breath of the Wild is the new cool thing to be. It is. Yeah. yeah. Like everything wants to be Breath of the Wild, whereas before is everything wanted to be Dark Souls. Which Breath of the Wild is a way better thing to want to be. I'm just gonna outright say. I think they have their merits. Both. I bet. Like it's more. The design philosophy of Dark right, Souls is right. a very specific thing that is very hard to get perfect. That's yes, that's true. And it, nothing got it. <laughs> yeah, nothing actually ever hit that same stride that Dark Souls did of the mix of punishing and gratifying. Yeah. That I think it did so well. Most of the things that tried to copy it were mostly its punishing. Yeah. And then really bad combat that didn't feel good. Um where I do agree people wanting to copy Breath of the Wild is better because that's people thinking about how to explore a world in a creative and fun yeah. way. Because like the thing, the biggest like praise I can give to Breath of the Wild is I liked it and I fucking hate open world games. Right, <laughs> it is my least favorite thing to do because basically all the open world games I tried before Breath of the Wild is here's a huge ass map, and every now and then there's something cool. Right. Whereas Breath of the Wild is like here's this pretty big map, and there's a lot of shit to do. Yeah, and yeah. you do whatever you want. Yeah, like you can beat the game right away if you want. Yeah. Like, that is the coolest thing. Like, the only real basic requirement is you're supposed to get the paraglider. And even then, people found ways out of that. Um, It's Doomsday Podcast asks, do AirPods work for call-ins? Asking for a friend. I believe they will because it's a Bluetooth-connected device. The only thing is with call-ins on mobile devices, which if you're didn't listen to the live show, you're on a mobile device, probably. Um, Your phone acts as the mic and the AirPods just ask act as earphones so your mm-hmm. phone would be held as a mic if you were to do that um and then captain jimmy is saying is a nintendo switch worth getting um and that they know so they say they know nintendo is coming out with a switch pro there's no confirmed that's, no but that's just rumors right but here's the thing um i think they have to do some sort of increase on it and i don't imagine them not doing the switch style thing again I don't it just like I could see them kind of like continuing in line like this is the new DS basically. That would be very strange. I could see it. It's Nintendo. I so. my main thing is like <laughs> I still think it might be a little too early to try to because I think it might alienate the market a bit if you introduce a Switch Pro now, because then there's gonna be this weird system where it's like the new Nintendo 3DS where you can only play certain games on a Switch Pro. But it's been five years. Yeah. That's a pretty long time for a console to cycle honestly nowadays and then with the newer consoles the xbox series x and the ps5 coming out if they want to get ports or keep getting ports they're gonna have to have an upgrade like there's gonna have to like it's a great indie machine it's always been a great indie machine yeah but i think i mean anything could be a great indie machine right it's just that's Nintendo the let them. right exactly um but like i think they kind of have to have an upgrade soon if not this year it has to be next year maybe i mean again nintendo literally always just does whatever the hell they want they right, never yes, really true. check on the industry. That's true. But also the Switch so sold so well and it's still selling well. Um I'm not sure what they do next. I mean that's the confusing part. That's I, people always say that like after 
well, the Wii is a bad example because next was the Wii U, which was terrible. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like the <laughs> DS is probably a better example. Like... Yeah, that's an example I was going to use because the DS, they've just been incrementally making it slightly better for, what was it, 10 years now? A bit longer. Probably even when longer, was the, yeah. fir- the first, like the brick DS was 07-ish? I think. I'll Google it. <laughs> yeah. Something around there, yeah. Also... Uh, Kevin Jimmy was saying like they like the idea of a portal of a console. If you like that, then yes, you should probably get the Switch. Like if you, yeah, if you're not gonna just stay at home and play it all the time, I would very much recommend the Switch. That's what I use it for the most, and that's why I like it the most. Right, but here's the thing: don't get a Switch thinking that it's gonna be a really great third-party machine because it isn't. It's a really great indie machine, and it's a really great Nintendo machine. Okay, but it is not a good like here play the next biggest third-party thing. So. Confirmation for the DS 2004 to 2005. So yeah, the, it's been a thing that's just been like incrementally slightly improved each time between like the DS yeah. and the DSi and the DS Lite and the DS 3D and the 3D or in the 2D. And DS the, and the DS Lite wasn't actually like a new console. Like the DS just hey, the... this thing's big and bulky yeah. and we need to make it better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, DSi is kind of very. DSi was cool because it added an eShop. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. It also wasn't really like a new console. It was just like. Yeah here's the ds but you also can access the internet yeah here's the thing nintendo has this thing about prototyping things but they released their prototypes yeah <laughs> which but yeah that's what i'm saying though is like they just kind of like incrementally like it's something like they're kind of saying like you know it keeps working so we're just gonna keep selling it it's almost yeah. like the skyrim of handheld consoles of like you keep buying it so we're just gonna keep making it that's right. yeah that's another thing about like a switch pro thing the switch does still sell like hotcakes and Nintendo usually is like, well, if it's selling well, why should we do anything? It's true. It's usually not till a console stops selling is when they start like being like, all right, let's see what we can do. Like 3DS yeah. was dying off. So they're like, okay, here's the 2DS. You can give it to your five-year-old. <laughs> that is basically the marketing that, of the 2DS. That's true. Yeah. Um, and the the Sw- uh, Captain Jimmy asks, how is it indie? The Switch is itself isn't indie, but it ha- has a really valuable marketplace that lets you be able to find indie stuff better like weird indie games um that would like just be like fun 2d or even small 3d things that you can just easily take around with you and are very fun to play Mm -hmm. on a to-go console that you can take anywhere like hades for instance um i think a large portion of that game's sales are probably due to Switch. That is, well, for I the can't most part, prove that. Most but... indie games have come out and said we get a lot of our sales on, uh, on the Switch. Right, because indie games generally have a thing that's set into them. Like, all right, we're a pretty small game. We should be allowed be able to let our players save and pick up wherever we want, or have like a really good checkpointing system because we're smaller. And so that usually yeah. just lends itself to a portable system way better. Yeah. Also, Kevin just said like how the NES had a bunch of indie games. I don't. It's not really indie because indie wasn't really developed until around the Xbox Xbox 360 era. But kind of in the similar thing of like having a bunch of third party type stuff and smaller studios porting to it. Yes. Yeah, like a bunch of small studios, not like EAs and Capcoms going out there and putting out small stuff, but like individual humans with small teams going out and making small games. And I think those small games do honestly just shine a little brighter on the Switch. Because that's just a marketplace that's kind of built for them, really, yeah, in yeah. a way. It is, because like the Switch is still, you know, 720p, or yeah, 720p small screen compared to uh, right. you know, and PS5s not... and Xbox Series X, which are doing their best to push 4K ray yeah. tracing at 60 FPS and sometimes 120 FPS. Well, right. Yeah, and even then, like, 
a lot of the people who play Xbox aren't the people who play indie games. Exactly. That's just a right. fact. Yeah, yeah. Like that's... PlayStation is a bit more into indie stuff. Like that's why PlayStation is usually the second go-to. But like a lot of it is like the people people who have Xbox and PlayStation, I'm gonna say, are more likely to own a computer. Yeah. That can also just easily play indie games. Yes. Whereas Nintendo, it's not it's a very different market, people who own Nintendo game, uh, Nintendo consoles rather. Um it's seen as, and I don't mean this as like a derogatory term, it's gonna come off that way. I don't mean it though, but it's seen as like a casual console. Yeah. Um, which is great. Like you there I believe there should be a more casual market, somebody who plays things just here and again to enjoy it. Um, instead of the gamer or whatever you want yeah, to call yeah. it, to where and they that, like spend all their time making sure they play as much as possible. Yeah, and that actually did start off with like the Wii era, because like with the original Wii, they're getting a lot of people to start playing video games who would never play video games otherwise. Yeah, yeah. that's why people still own Wii's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We it's still what, own a Wii for yeah. some fucking reason. <laughs> I mean, weirdly yeah, enough, like games. the last game to actually be made on the Wii was Let's Dance 2020. So right, like it's still sold well as, yeah. as far as I'm aware as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like it's just um so it's it's just a really great console for smaller things, I would say. Yeah. Cuz it's not a powerhouse like it suffers getting 720 out for bigger games sometimes. Right. Like it's not it's not a powerhouse console, but it doesn't yeah. need to be cuz it's not really aiming for that. Yeah. Cuz like it's the thing like an indie game doesn't care about the graphics for the most part usually. Right. They're like they have good graphics. I'm not saying any games don't look good cuz god some look gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. But like it's not like the same kind of processing you need for a triple A game that looks gorgeous. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I would say indie games rely more on art style rather than graphic power. Right. Yeah. Which isn't bad at all. No. I think most of those games actually age much better. <laughs> I mean, that's what I that's a lot of things I like about indie games. Like indie games, I guess the simplest way to put it, indie games are not afraid to still be 2D. Whereas triple yeah, right. A are. Yeah, yeah. I guess a good example of that is like um the original modern warfare for Call of Duty. For its time, looked fucking incredible, mm -hmm. and compared to newer Call of Duty titles, looks like garbage. Compared to a game like, like Hyperlight, oh yeah, Hyperlight Drifter, mm -hmm. like that game, like that's a two D game, and because it's colorful and it does well with its two D graphics and everything, it's always gonna look yeah. good because of its art style. Yeah. Compared yeah. to like you know yeah. games that like eventually they're not gonna look good because the graphics aren't as good well, as it was when it first came out. My go to usually is Metal Gear Solid. Because <laughs> like that was groundbreaking, but god, that game looks terrible. It looks like yeah. seven pixels on a fucking screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Uh, Kevin Jimmy in chat is saying Jaguar was a shitty console that used a lot of popular TV shows, comics, and other platform games to make their games sellable. It wound up being shitty. Um. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that was a flawed console. There was a flawed console and a flawed concept. They went in. I'm not even gonna say half baked. It, no, they went in without the ingredients. I tried to think. Jaguar was, was 32, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically, technically, I feel like that was still like the wild, wild west of consoles back in those days. Well, no, because yeah. like, have you ever heard what they they literally just took two 16 bit processing things mm -hmm. and then claimed they were 32 bit? Yep, yep, that was the one. Um, it was bad. <laughs> I never played one myself, but from everything I've seen, it was bad. They barely even work nowadays. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. But we are getting up onto the two-hour mark here. Yeah, it's getting late. Um, any other thing anybody wanted to bring up before we get out of here? Waffles. 
Mm. Man, I fucking want some waffles now. <laughs> Talk about waffles all goddamn night. <laughs> yeah, before this, we were talking about waffles. About, like, not that much. <laughs> just... Not that much, but like me and Drake have been going on about like just like a big Belgian waffle full of butter and syrup. <laughs> mm. yeah, throw mm. peanut butter on it. Throw some Nutella on that. Gotta be okay Whoa. with all that. Just a diabetic coma waiting. Throw a live chicken on that. Put some fucking raspberry jam on that. <laughs> a sausage also, link. Sam, Sam quickly, uh, she watched a prime show called Wayne, and it was very funny. Was it based off Wayne's world? Was it based off Bruce Wayne? No, she says. And no, no, she says again. <laughs> <laughs> was it based off the Wayland Brothers? What was Wayne based off of? Was it based off of... I don't think it was based off a thing, actually. No. Now that we're talking <laughs> about this <laughs> show. <laughs> we're just shooting in the dark. Wayne's world flying around. Oh, fucking Belgian waffles, just fresh strawberries and okay. apple slices. <laughs> Sam confirms going. Wayne is not based off a thing. What's it about? Wayne, I assume. Mr. Wayne? Just Wayne. That's the, that's oh. the tagline. Oh. Like, it got Wayne, up. just it's Wayne. Like, <laughs> is that Mr. Wayne? Just Wayne. <laughs> I don't know why it's a western in my mind. I don't but... know. Like... John Wayne, that's probably why. Maybe. Oh yeah, you're yeah, probably right. Yeah. Name's Wayne. John Wayne. That should be the next James Bond movie. It's just a western. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Oh, a fucking Belgian waffle, just like a side of bacon and eggs. You're, you're really like hungry right past, now, aren't you? You're just talking breakfast now. Yeah, you're yeah. Not, I think I just you're... want breakfast, actually. <laughs> Breakfast at midnight. Fresh squeezed orange juice. I've been eating breakfast in a while, actually. Hmm. I want breakfast. <laughs> so yeah, we might have to end this so that we drag and go get his breakfast at midnight. Well, I don't know where he's going to go. <laughs> I have eggs. <laughs> That's like a waffle. He's going to make eggs in his waffle maker. <laughs> I mean, I have waffle mix, but I'm not the one. Well, I am hungry, but I'm not going <laughs> to eat. You're going to go home and immediately fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll play I'll just beat Crow Trigger again real quick. Actually, I forgot I did unlock New Game Plus, but no way in hell I'm gonna do that. <laughs> anyway, Sam got the synopsis for us. Yeah, she says a kid that has had a tough life met a girl. His dad died, and is basically about him traveling from Boston to Florida to retrieve his dad's car that his mom's shitty boyfriend stole. Hmm. I would watch that. Yeah, it's a show. You say on Prime apparently. Hmm interesting well, i'm too tired i was like what do you mean boston that's in england how do you get over the ocean <laughs> um also captain jimmy you are right uh a great story topic or a great uh, topic to talk about would be the terminator movie storyline is flawed Except you are correct i haven't seen it it's true and we have about a minute left here so that might have to wait for another time yeah um, but I do appreciate that because that's something we might have to get into. Yeah, I mean, I is on the list of stuff for the main show, anyways. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, Captain Jimmy, if you don't know, we have a main show that comes out every Thursday. Oh, we concentrate on one film at a time on those and really do a deep dive. It's a lot of fun. Um, Sam says in the chat, can't even go into all the small amount of time, like thirty-three minute per episode. That's oh. thirty-five. 35 right i should learn how to read <laughs> that might help especially considering you're the one that's controlling the whole live stream right now that would help if i knew how to read yeah, that's yeah. why he wanted an auditory podcast so he didn't have to read when he edits it um all right well e, if anybody wants to get a hold of us where can they do that we have a twitter we have a facebook we have an instagram 
the last ones in or the last ones in podcast mm-hmm. there is in fact an email the last ones in podcast at gmail.com once again that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com uh, the twitter is the last ones in i'm pretty sure because captain jimmy just asked again uh looks like uh podbean is trying to kick us out here so we got to go real fast like Oh no! Like yeah, we're legitimately being kicked off the air. That's what weird. Yep, yeah, we are being kicked off of the air. Bye. Uh, here's, <laughs> here's this music. Um, it says this session will be ended in two minutes. Uh, everybody, you have a great week. I didn't know there was a limit anymore. Have a great week. Talk to you guys later. Uh, have a great time. Bye. Bye. That's the wrong way. <laughs>